keep talking, keep talking about eating a meal. I'm the gayest person you guys have had on, I think. Well, we've only we had two had gays gay on. We've only had two gay guys on. You're our first. Well, actually, gay. you are because Ben Moser announced on the front oh, page yeah. of the Atlantic that, or sorry, the Nation that he's no longer gay. What is so. he? <laughs> I don't. He I, I think it word. may actually. I think it may actually just be like a screed against yeah. like corporate gayness. But oh well, I'm I just took it at, at face value. Well, he's bisexual. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess he's not gay anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, if he was bisexual, I, I now want to fuck him. But I'm just he's, kidding. He's no. He's so not bisexual. <laughs> yeah, he's gay. No, I know. He's, he's he wrote gay. the Sontag book, right? Yeah. 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 He's yeah, he was he was a good guest. Gets. I miss that guy. Shout out um, to Ben. Um, he's smart too. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. He um actually did we ever talk about our little yeah. our little dinner with he Ben took us to, like, on an the eating pod? club? <laughs> Where? Uh, what was it called? The Century Club. The Century. The Century Club. Yeah, he yes. belongs to it. It's yeah. a great spot. Of course he does. Yeah, so he took us to his club. And, and then <laughs> we had martinis and he he reprimanded me for trying to order meat because he's like a militant vegan he's a militant, well, militant okay vegetarian. that's the first boring thing about him come yeah. on yeah. yeah shots fired ben moser <laughs> <laughs> you should just eat meat i love eating meat yeah yeah i i do too. see we're not allowed to say that to him because we're not gay but I, since you're a gay guy you're allowed to tell him if i don't have like a steak like every three days i get really jittery yeah that's yeah, we, we eat a lot of steak tartare here. Oh, yeah. Oh, I recently discovered the best steak tartare in the city. I can't even tell where you guys it? where it is. I'll tell you off pod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Keep yeah. it. Keep now I'm spot. excited. Is, how's our audio? Is it like, are our levels off? Sounds all right to me, baby. Okay, hold on. <laughs> but uh, what do I know? Drew, shut up. Um, Alex, just Alex talk. Okay. Um, I guess I like steak tartare too. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious where this spot would be. I have a bunch of spots for steak tartare. What? Oh, My sh- oh okay, okay. Um, a certain podcaster told me that. Oh, wait, really? Once upon a time. She was absolutely correct because it's divine. Um, it has like mayonnaise in it and it like, uh, and like these like fried capers. Oh, that sounds very good. Oh, so good. I've been going to Lucien a lot. Lucien's good. I just Classic. post up there. I have a bunch of martinis and the tartare. It's a nice romantic spot. Is that where you take your girlfriend? Yeah, we've been we've been going there a lot. We hang out there. We just you know drink the day away. It's Every pretty, day. It's pretty cozy. <laughs> I wish that was my life. Every day. I didn't. I don't want a girlfriend though. Uh, why is that? <laughs> it just seems like a lot of responsibility. Aren't you why jealous? Not, why not? Why not, gay Tom? I am jealous. Did <laughs> yeah. you ever? Did you ever try a girl? Oh God, no! Really? You... I think I respect women way too much to fuck them. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It is kind of. It is kind of a little bit. It's a little bit like um. It's just, invasive. Yeah. It's, it's a little invasive. Yeah. Sort of hurtful and jury. Yeah. Well, and then when you know, it's like then you have so much responsibility. I feel like women get attached so easily. This is the. Well, as we know from the story of Gaetan Dugas. Yes. You didn't need to buy anyone a damn drink to get in there. In their orifice. <laughs> oh my God. Just a business card and boom, boom, boom. Well, gay men don't really like talking. At least I don't. So it just makes sense. Yeah. It's like that's why there were bathhouses. So yeah. what do you do? You just like wink, wink. What is the? No, there's no winking. There's just there's drinking. There's fucking. There's leaving. There's right, like three leaving. parts. Okay, but how do you initiate it without talking? Right. Uh, you usually just like slide in someone's DMs and or like you know. 
Okay, but you... There's a grinder. Surely there... Wait, is cruising still exist? Cruising exists a lot less because of the apps. Yeah, And also, this new generation of gay men are completely unable to cruise because they haven't been educated right, in eye contact. Right, they didn't get... Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, so it's a lot about eye They're contact. Like autistic. They're like too autistic to cruise. They're literally. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a lot about eye <laughs> That's contact. That's sad. Eye so I bet Gaetan had like a, an amazing eye contact game. There's a whole world of Yeah, gesture, I can't meaning. believe you find him hot. Gaetan, he was so handsome. I don't think he's hot. Like, I'm not attracted to him, but he's objectively a handsome guy. Like, too feminine for me, but okay. Gaetan? Yeah. He was, yeah. I mean, he had, like, the whole tight t-shirt, like, little scarf thing going. I like that look. Yeah, it's a cool look. I'm gonna adopt it was, that. I mean, it's very 70s. You that, should, actually. You basically actually. already have that look. I think I want to do mutton chops. That would be very gay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to give off the sort of um, 70s, you know... The 70s patient zero. Vibes. Patient zero vibes. <laughs> patient zero vibes. <laughs> it's giving patient zero vibes. It's giving AIDS. <laughs> oh, but I don't know if I'd want to be a flight attendant. I think I, you'd, you'd have be a, a lot of fun. flight attendant. <laughs> but you'd get a lot of pussy. I, I'm sure you Did, would. No, because everyone is so conditioned to believe that flight attendants are gay. They would just like not believe him. <laughs> They'd I'm be like, are you sure you're interested? I even saw a weird ad for like Virgin Atlantic of like a gay guy flight attendant. <laughs> well, because everything's inclusive now. They have to include us or else capitalism can't work. It was like a rainbow pin, you know, and he was like passing out ginger ale. Oh but that, God. see, that's repetitive that he has that because I feel like it's just understood in the culture, you know. From folk hero Gaetan <laughs> It's a gay that profession. It's a gay profession. It's a gay job. Yeah. When I was when I was researching Gaetan yesterday or a few days ago, like uh, and there was actually a whole academic book about like queer queer plane culture. Oh my god, incredible. Like, yeah, it's just about gay flight attendants. <laughs> I've always wanted to have sex in a plane called? bathroom. It was called like being like queer in the, in the sky or something. Skies. Yeah. Cruising the friendly sky. I've never fucked in an airplane. I would love to fuck in an airplane. I'm surprised you I haven't. The constraints seem so exciting. Exactly. Limited time. Limited time, small space. Turbulence might add an interesting sort of vibrational <laughs> element. <laughs> but I, don't do, I feel like I might, it might be too much pressure. I think that if it's like real sex, it's too much pressure. But if it's sucking dick, it's really easy. Yeah. No, yeah. I'd, I'd happily... Um, I'd happily receive a blowjob in an airplane. Well, if anyone's listening... Play, yeah, pl- plain yeah. queer, plain queer, colon, labor, sexuality, and AIDS in the history of male flight attendants. Oh, my God. That sounds like a hot book, actually. That's an, that's an official Our Struggle recommendation. Um, that's amazing. Someone wrote an entire, um, an entire book on that. But anyway, yeah, we just wanted to clear Gaetan's name. Like, that's the first order of business on the pod. He wasn't patient zero. He, How did you become did so he have obsessed a, with a high, AIDS? <laughs> high body count, yes. Yeah, you're not even gay. Why are you because I read The Line of Beauty by Alan Hollinghurst. Oh. Which yeah. is an amazing book. Everyone should amazing read it. Amazing book. Don't read My Struggle. Read The Line of Beauty by Alan Hollinghurst. I actually think we should do some like comparisons. Because Maybe, yeah. They would be really instructive. And, like, well, like, Hollinghurst has style. Hollinghurst has style in spades. They're like at opposite ends of the sensuality spectrum. Absolutely. Like zero sensuality in this passage with Karluva and Linda. Even on the other hand, like love. even when he's falling in love, it's just like it's just like a, a corporate agenda or something. Yes. He's just like, but and I, then I this happened. So hot, actually. Can you can you expand on that? Well, yeah. Okay, so I love Hollinghurst, and obviously I love um, just like just like gay desire in general and how tortured it is. But it's there was so something tortured. so tortured. Yeah. But there was something so clinical about um, you know reading Carl Ove and like sort of. Um, 
he's so tortured but he can't let it out and he even says that right like yeah. he can't he can't like speak which to me is so hot because i actually love a man who doesn't show emotion mm-hmm. i love mm. like like just sort of feeling like i have to crack something and then mm. once a man shows emotion i'm like oh fuck you that's me i'm, I'm supposed to be the emotional ones because i'm always the girl mm. right so okay. um so to me it's actually probably my relationships don't work because they're very patriarchal in a way mm. because you're the girl because I'm the girl always, and yeah. I have to be the one that goes psycho, you know. I like being. I well, like, you're I'm a poet. I feel like you're allowed to be the girl. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wait. It's, what? I like being the girl, you know. Oh, no, actually, you, you literally are the girl in your I relationship. Kinda, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a little bitch. Like, <laughs> eat a tartar Dude, with you're, me. <laughs> Dude, that is very gay. Is like, she's like a film noir like detective. She's so hard boiled. Like, I love that girl. Yeah, is that his girlfriend? Yeah, she had no emotion, outward emotion shown. Always like a dry quip. I should never cracking that girl is like. Maybe you are the girl. Yeah. I think it's agreed upon that I am. Didn't she once tell you, like, she told you she had a brother, and she's like, I don't tell many people this, but I actually have a brother. <laughs> yeah, I still know, I still don't know what she does all day. You yeah. Know, it's, Very mysterious. Well, that's the mystery. Yeah. But one of the things about, like, reading, um, you know, my struggle is that, like, he's so unmysterious in it. Yeah, he really right? is. Yeah. Do you think that's hot, though? <laughs> to be unmysterious? Well, like, when a straight man is unmysterious. I think the older I get, the less I am interested in mysteriousness. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. because it's like, what are it's like kind of sus. Like, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Like, why haven't you figured your shit out enough? To I'm just, trying to get like, better at mis- being mysterious. I just like you know. No, that, that ship has that minutes. ship has sailed. Just embrace the Quebecois flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> if you're aesthetic. in your 30s and still trying to be mysterious, you have a problem. I, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like people that old should not be mysterious. Because we all know what life is. We all know it sucks. Yes, so true. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So just, yeah, be, like, goofy and, like, just put yourself out there. Just, like, take me to a nice dinner, pay for it, pay, fuck pay me, for the and dinner. then leave. Pay for the dinner. Pay for the, the dinner. Paying is very important. important. Leaving is very important to gay men. I don't know. No, I... Yeah, I'm inspired by that. I don't Do know we know in these passages, Carl Uva paying for all the dates, or are they splitting? I was thinking about that the whole time. Yeah. They're not really doing that much. He's not like they're never eating. They're always drinking. Yeah, that's when they have lunch one time. Maybe they, they have do lunch go. One they go time. to a play with. Maybe you haven't read the part. They go to a play with Gear, like Gear Third Wheels. Gear is like you know who Gear is. He's yes. like his homosexual. Yeah. yeah, best is he friend. Gear is not he's, gay. He's kinda, you would love Gear. Gear is really. Like talk about like a a masculine guy. He loves boxing. Yeah, yeah. Hemingway vibes. He like himself was a boxer to like explore the world of boxers, and he's like kind of right wing and like, yeah. He's Carl Uva is the girl in that relationship. Well, he's very concerned that his um like Linda's gonna fall for him when they're on the couch. Yeah. He's like scared about it. Yeah. That's a pretty gay moment. I was like, get over it. Like, do something, you know? <laughs> I was like, go over there and say something, but he doesn't. He doesn't well, say and the lack either. of saying anything is so gaping in this whole... It's so nonverbal. It's fascinating. Is that because he's Nordic, though? No, I don't think so. Because, like, Gear, who's also Norwegian, is so loquacious. And so, we know, just, like, witty and, like, yeah, endlessly talkative. But Carl Ove is not a talker. He's not, and yet he wrote all this shit. Yeah, that's kind I of know. weird paradox. Yeah. Does he just save it for the writing? I mean, is he monosyllabic? Like, what do, what do they talk about? The 
that's why you clear, think he's it hot, seems I almost guess. like like every conversation that's related it's not even related the dialogue it's more just like she said she would like a coffee and i said me too and that's or something yeah and it's then she was like it's been nice and he was like yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> But it's so like it's so opposed to like all of these like classic rom coms which are all about like the verbal sparring, you know, totally. like Pride and Prejudice, like the eroticism of of like verbal exchange. Is that like the line of beauty? Well, no, it's different, but I do line think of beauty it's not exactly no, it's not. No. Yeah, because he's always fixated on these guys who are not good talkers. Who are not good talkers, yeah. well like me. That's yeah. what I would be fixated on. I mean, there's definitely yeah. a gay male obsession with the kind of it probably has to do with our fathers, the kind of like distant. The strong silent the, type. The strong silent type. Yeah. yeah. Like a yeah. reticent man, like an ideal. Like a reticent man. And of course, like, um, it gets better. Gay culture is like, no, we should be open about our feelings. Everyone's yeah. beautiful. And it's just, we all know that's a lie, right? Yeah, no. Um, no one's beautiful. No one's beautiful. Exactly. We should have a no campaign that's beautiful. like, no one's beautiful. <laughs> Just roll back the last 20 years. No, no, You're all to, ugly and we're all going to die. We're all supposed to be gay <laughs> flight attendants who love themselves in the friendly skies. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, free Gaetan. Like, <laughs> I mean, Gaetan loved himself. Gaetan loved himself. It. He was a happy man. He got a ton of ass. Like, nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Until yeah. he went down, of You course. know what his body count was? Like, 250 a year. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can reach that in life. It was like Drew and I were like we're like losing our minds over this last night. We were like drinking in Charlene's yeah. and just I think other and then I was also forcing people to drink. Uh, oh yeah, shots I was also making Pepto-Bismol. people take shots of Pepto Bismol. Wait, what does that do to you? Mm, just relieves heartburn. <laughs> my was heartburn just, was so bad last night. Yeah, I was like almost I was tearing up last night. My heartburn was so bad. That happens to me too. Yeah. But you were drinking. You weren't drinking too much. I was barely drinking. Yeah, it just happens sometimes. I think it's you know why it was wine? because I just had a I just had a glass of white wine. Oh, and then that guy made us drink shots. But I had like five martinis at dinner. We went to this old school Italian joint. Oh yeah, you're telling you me about Italian. that. You look Italian. Are you Italian? Not quite. I'm just just Jewish. I'm just Jewish. <laughs> Actually, I'm also I don't know my father. You know. Oh, that's sexy. But you yeah. know his you my know his his uh, genetic composition. Donor. They, my father's a dentist in in Stony Brook, New York. Yeah. Have you met uh, him? I've not. But he's I've just not. he's just Anglo. He or he's Celtic. Re Celtic. Yeah. But like, people often think I'm Greek. See, Alex, you read as Greek to me. Yeah, you read Greek. Yeah. That's really funny. I love that. Yeah. Um, you I read get, way I more Greek than Russian to me. Oh, great. I love that. I get yeah. a lot of different things in Middle Eastern sometimes too. Oh, really? Okay. Even sometimes. that far down. The that Levant. far down. Yeah. I like that whole region. I'll yeah. fuck anyone from that region. Yeah. It's kind of like step. You're like a mongrel, you know, like somewhere in there. You could be step also, yeah. No, really? Yeah, Eurasia. But I always wanted to be Italian because I think Italians are the hot. Brazilians and Italians, my favorites. Brazilians mm. are quite hot. Well, I mean, I feel Germanic. like there's a ton of Brazilians and Italians on Raya. Tons. Like, they're all they're all European on Raya. We were just saying Brazilian. that everyone's a creative director on Raya. It's so it's so grim Wait, on is there Raya. Gay Raya? Is, I, I well, Raya is like for all <laughs> is people. There gay Raya? Is there a gay Raya? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was only for chicks. What are you talking Basically, about? <laughs> it's only for chicks. It's one of those things. It's like that's just for chicks. But how would that work if only women were on it? Lesbians? It would never work. <laughs> Imagine just if Carl Ove met his wife on Raya. <laughs> And then even their texts were just like, coffee today? Okay. Oh my god. And that was like the, the pitch yeah, of Yeah, it wouldn't do well because you have to talk on Yeah, Raya. exactly. Yeah. That is too bad now that, I guess especially for the gays, like these apps mean that you have to talk. 
right? Well, well, what do you say? Do I don't you just know. send like a winky emoji? You're basically here to teach like us about gay Like an eye contact code. emoji? You're here to teach us about gay okay, culture. Okay, first it's explain really Gaetan Dugas' body count. How is that possible? <laughs> it's possible because that's actually not a lot of gay men then, but I feel like... So like having sex for gay people probably in the 80s and even now is like socializing you yeah. know it's like it's that's like, what we were positing last night we were right yeah. oh, it's just it? like drinking with your friends exactly yeah and actually i was just thinking about this too um reading carl of just sort of how many dates they go on they don't fuck like that would be impossible for a gay person because the first thing you do actually is have sex and then decide if you want to spend time together okay. for me maybe yeah. i'm doing it wrong i'm single obviously yeah. but i feel like you have good sex. You if there's have, any strong, silent gay types out there for please. Alex, write in. And, oh, actually, maybe not gay. Bisexual or straight. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> if you're a straight man. <laughs> well, that's why they brought me here. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're fucking after the pod. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I'm here. I assumed. But, um, I've been preparing all morning. Yeah, yeah you've been, you don't you've have been to say anything. all morning? <laughs> I'm dialed. I'm super I think that, dialed. I think that body count is very possible. I certain. I don't think I'll reach it in my lifetime, but I also think that gay people have become more boring with time. And well, like, Gay Collins' lifetime body count was 2,500. Oh my god! Isn't that insane? Like that was his per year. But then this is crazy. In the study, like they constructed of other men who had like were in that cluster, the average was only a little less. It was like 225. So Gay Tom was hardly exceptional. Like probably not even statistically significant. Which is why it's unfair. He's been picked on. Exactly. It's Gay totally Tom. It was not his slandered. fault. It's just that he was a good source of data because he kept a diary. But wasn't he very forthcoming? He was. He honest. was very forthcoming. <laughs> he was just like <laughs> he <laughs> cooperated with investigators no and he, had, he kept forth. a diary of all the guys he banged. So what that's what you get. What do you think Carl uh, body count is? So low. So low. So low. Like just his wives, basically, right? Uh, yeah, his three Maybe wives. he has a lot of wives. But. Um, the girl in high school. Oh. Yeah. Didn't he fuck a fat... He fucks a fat chick somewhere he along the way. He fucks a fat chick at one point. What what is he, does he say fat chick? Yeah. He, he does. Yeah, this he is uses the word fat chick. This is a moment all these people that have read more of the books than I have. Oh, my God. And every time I say, and I fucking love Like, literally, that. people will just approach us in bars and be like, have you read the end of <laughs> This is how four. I became friends with Jake Vittle. He came yeah. up to me, he's like, yo, dude, you know when he fucks the fat chick? And I said, no, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> does he like it? Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's ashamed of him. It's an attempt at a music festival. Oh, he also never masturbates until he gets to college. That is, I, that's a lie. <laughs> that's what he says. I don't think it's a lie because he says so many embarrassing things about himself, things he did in high school. But so like, why would he just he admit do? that? Like, what do you do all day? All I was doing in high school was just literally like four times a day. Like, what was he doing? Praying? Like, <laughs> that seems he really was repressed. Guitar. He was playing guitar. Yeah, you have to sublimate into something. Yeah, I mean that's all writing is—a sublimation. Actually, that's why it's good to not jerk. You have to jerk As, off after it, you write. Right. It's like boxing. Yeah. Well, actually, a friend of the pod, my friend Odov, told me that he wanted us to get in. Well, not together, but. With our sexual partners getting to retention, you know, semen retention, to retain our strengths, and I was just saying this That's this morning. Hot. That like, I when feel you're saying both you and both of you guys just as yeah. like a, a campaign. As a campaign, we're gonna start retaining. <laughs> Well, because I feel a sap, like I'm probably not even potting. He calls you well up. He's like, right "Oh, I'm feeling very sapped lately. Why don't we?" Someone just told me the other day what to take for to just have like a bigger load. Hold on, mm, I'll pull it up. Okay. Um, or like yesterday. Um, this guy's straight actually. But I don't want to have any loads. I want to retain. Talk about reticence. What do you mean retain? Like, don't you basically fuck, but you don't coom. You know, you hold it in. 
How do you do that? No, he has a, it's like it's a Taoist thing. There's a Zen mechanism that. Well, that's what the, the in ancient ancient uh, Chinese. I think it's either Buddhism or Taoism. The guys with the high foreheads. That's what it is. It's their okay. It's their cum it's in the, the in their foreheads. Really, <laughs> with the big forehead. That's where they store it up. That's their essence. You can look wow. up pictures of it. Yeah. We've talked about this on the pod before, I think. Like we talked about busting episodes. to death in ancient Chinese literature. Well, I guess on one of maybe our first if, you, if you do the retention long enough, when you finally yeah. bust, you probably do just collapse. You probably oh, good to be back. Like good to be back with the pod. You know, we've this already covered a lot of ground. So much ground. Podcast, yeah. yeah. Does just, your girlfriend listen to the pod? Uh, yeah, she, that's how we met, actually. She was a fan of the show. Oh, I'm nice. more a fan of Lauren, actually. She is more of a fan of me. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Lauren, so... Thank I, you so not, not to betray my I'm, gay sensibility, but... I know, and I appreciate you saying that, because otherwise I would feel very left out out of this, like, erotic, like, vortex that's happening over it, here. I just want to fuck him, that's it. It's okay. not even that complicated. But, like, I'm more, yeah, yeah I'm more the important. There's yeah. really no, there's no, like, cult See, of gay Drew. people are so easy. That's yeah. it. I know, I really aspire to that. I think... I wish I could have that clarity. Yeah. There's not all this like discourse in your head. You know, well, like Carl Ugg, like it was all discourse during the dates, right? He was just like, right. so, he was so tortured. Should we get into the text? Let's get into the text. Let's get okay. into it. Um, I even brought my book. Yeah, your copy is looking really tortured. Really tortured. There's some yeah. Pepto stains on it. I just want to say that he, like his his shots, like the covers are so amazing. He's so beautiful. He's he's, he's fantastic looking. Yeah, he's. Man. Do you think he knows he's attractive? Yes, oh, I, I think, think he he's does. Well aware. Yeah, he definitely does. He definitely doesn't act like it in this book. But well, no, that's the thing is you can know that you look good without having according confidence. Right. Yeah. It's even and that's hotter. what happened to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's probably. Sorry, I'm really paranoid he's, about the audio. He's like it's still, eight kids. Yeah, you're worried about the audio. No, it's okay. okay I mean, okay. it's going to be terrible, but at least it's it's recording. Um, there was a new review. Oh, so to that bring you up, up to speed, should we tell him everything that's happened so I far? I want to. Yeah, I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> okay, uh, for the heart life is simple. It beats and then it stops. Um, oh, this is the first line of the whole text. No, we're just telling him everything that's happened up until this point. Um, he sees Jesus' face in the sea. He's a little on TV. boy. He's a little boy. It's New Year's Day. It's New Year's or Day. Eve, I should say. Um, he brings some beer to a party for like a hundred pages. Wow. Um, His dad becomes an alcoholic and leaves the family. Yes. Things start um, going downhill. He starts shitting himself in grandma's house. Grandma's pissing herself. Daddy shits himself. Dad dies. Yeah, there's a lot of shit even in this the passage. That Daddy, he, he yeah, shit. he's really, yeah, he writes a lot I've also heard that. about another passage later on where you get like 80 pages of a kid taking it down in the forest. <laughs> That's a famous passage, It's yeah. funny that this is like folk tales now that people have passed <laughs> down to me. This has to be a kink he has, but he seems like a guy who doesn't have any kinks. He actually seems quite boring sexually. I think he is. I mean, I would, yeah, I would believe that. There's, a, I mean, as we discussed, there's no sex scenes in this. So what happens, Every time it's just like, and then we made love, period. <laughs> he meets, he moves, at some point he moves. He moves to Sweden. We skipped a lot, though. He leaves his oh, first his wife. Dies. His dad dies um, in the most abject state possible with his mother who has dementia. scenes of them cleaning. They spend 200 pages clean cleaning out dad's house wow. after dad has drank himself to death. And it's full of piss and garbage. Well, you do have one. You could just get in touch. Just, well, no, hey, just wait until he dies and then go clean up his house. I'll come clean your house. 
With your girlfriend. Yeah. She's getting a lot of airtime today. A lot of airtime. Yeah. That's fascinating, though. So yeah. you're basically saying he spends a lot of pages on things that another writer probably exactly. wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Exactly. He spends like 200 pages on things like buying a coffee at the store, but then dating the love of his life is like 10 pages. It's just like, yes, nice. Yeah. I remember being very moved by these pages of their falling in love. I don't know what that says about me, but I almost cried <laughs> I think, when I read it. I thought it was like the purest love story ever. It, it, and maybe it's so pure because it's so extroverbal. I think that's right. Yeah, it's just like... Well, I'm used to the whole Jewish, you know, neurotic angst, yeah. like a Philip Roth situation where, like, it's not even clear. Is it love? You're just, like, boiling well, because words and get in the in way. Own, words get, I think head. words kind of get in the way. Like, you can confuse yourself true. with them. Um, but here, it's so, like, pure. It's just, like, yeah, words are so behind, beside the point. And at some point, they just... Also, after the first few dates, he says he's not still not feeling anything. He does say that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we meet, agreed to meet the next day, but I did not look forward to it or something like that. Well, also that scene is so weird where she invites him up for tea, and he, and he kind of leaves abruptly. Though it's so obvious that she's into him. I'm like, right. why? Why does he do that? I don't know. He's he gets afraid of like the feeling. Maybe that's what it is. Is it just fear? Also, we, sh like, oh, we should fill you in. He did slash his face over her like three years prior at a writing what workshop. What does that mean? She rejected him. He was wildly drunk. He confesses his feelings to her. She rejects him, and he slashes his own face with a shard of a mirror. That was um, really hot. They never talk about yeah. it. Yeah, you would love that. Do, wait, hold on. Does she know this? Yes, she knows it. But they never talk about it again. I mean, if someone did that for me, I'd tie the, myself to their spirit forever. Like, that is so hot. <laughs> wow. So he does feel a lot. Maybe he, he, just, he just can't express himself. I, well, we talked about this. Which though, is probably why his yeah. style of writing is a little bit bland. Right. Well, he, that's why he has to have these weird shamanistic drunken uh, oh, yeah. moments where everything <laughs> explodes. Do you guys think he's ever, like, done anything with a man? I was going to ask that. I there are some odd um, homoerotic touches, not odd, just sort of. Well, what about normal. his best friend? No, I think it's definitely homosocial. I, 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 I deeply doubt they ever did anything together. But there was like a Swedish newspaper that like printed an article claiming Carl Uva and Gear are like gay together, and he got pissed about it. I don't know. He did get pissed about it. I think so. I feel like I he's so. really firmly on team. He's not like wild about vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? I feel like he is though. Oh. it well, he never, like, writes, like, you know, odes to the pussy. He just sort of, like, puts it in. He, he's an impregnator. It's not sensual. Also, it's not sensual. He's an Jewish men are sensual. Norwegians yeah. probably are not. Yeah. That's what I'm are. saying. It's, like, the least, pot, like, sensual description of, like, falling in love ever. Like, Linda is, comes across as so Where's her flat. body? There's no like, nobody. Does she look like? We don't even know what yeah. she looks like. He doesn't even say anything about her tits yeah, or like her, her face. What about the ass? I was thinking about that because straight men love tits. Like if the I don't tits really aren't like there. Tits, though, actually. You don't. I'm like anti-tit. Were we talking about this last <laughs> we night? We were talking about this last <laughs> night. <laughs> Maybe you are gay. Maybe, Maybe you are. Yeah, yeah that, that that might hint at something. Yeah. Your imminent bisexuality. <laughs> Maybe I should explore that. I feel like that's what Linda looks like. You you would like Linda probably. Because at this point we know she's very That's he does describe her a little bit in the passage beforehand. She's wearing like kind of like a nineties like cargo pants and like a like a halter top and like like the matrix you sunglasses. Know all these bitches in New York are wearing these matrix it sunglasses. Came back. What's going it came on back. with that? I remember I was back. Every fucking woman yeah. is wearing matrix sunglasses. Yeah. Y two K came pants. back. Why yeah. everybody yeah. be looking sci fi all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> it's a look. Yeah. 
I think it's really weird that he doesn't describe Linda, at least in what I read, and he describes the woman who comes up to him at the party yes. with the flowery dress to like just excessively. Yeah. And then he's like, and then I went to get food. Bye. He's yeah. No, this is one of the oddest things about my struggle is other people are not vivid in this. Like, I think that's part of. I mean, that's true of all autofiction. I think. You're is other people as bland as the uh, narrator? It's like a yeah, projection of anyone else other than the narrator well, generally is pretty bland. Autofiction doesn't really make room for any uh, like vivid portraits of people. Not um, of people, but of places and things. I think he can be really good on. Yeah, I mean, he was very exuberant in one of the passages. Yeah. He was so in love, and he was running and writing and. I actually found some of it a bit poetic, though, again, lacking style, which is kind of a weird thing to say, Mm -hmm. because there there was like a New York school sensibility about it in the sense that he loved to catalog. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's your guy then. (laughs) Well, I love that. The diaristic nature. Those are your guys. Those are my catalog, but it's not like a sensuous catalog. The the things are not like sensuously described or embodied. Which is kind of how life is, though. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's not really flowery. I, I I actually trust him. I think he would be a great lay. Like I think that men, <laughs> I, I think that men him. who actually like write like that, they're they're good at sex. Yeah. And men who are like super flowery are not. Well, you've well, been experimenting with this. I, you know, I've been reading your your journals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And this seems like an experiment in a kind of like flat, as opposed to your poetry, like you're doing like a flat voice. A flatness. Yeah. Yeah, where you just like itemize your you know like routine. I read this one. You know, like I woke up. I went to the bar. Yeah. So and so, you know, I fucked a Virgo. Yeah, exactly. I actually didn't fuck that Virgo. Oh, uh, no, I did actually. I did. <laughs> um, it's hard to tell. Um, no, I know. I've been I've been experimenting with it for a while, but I feel like um, the more I do it, like not in the poetry, the more it gets into the poetry. I'm mm-hmm. kind of inter- I'm kind of interested in doing that. So I really enjoyed reading him for that reason. But and you like style. I love style. I mean, he's I am a, gay. He's gay. I mean, I think that if there's, I, I care about aesthetics more than anything, which is why I think the current moment in literature is so utterly depressing. Right. Style over everything. No, like, right, I mean, right. gay people have saved art for so long that like someone has to come in and do it again. Gay men, actually. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna offend everybody and just say yes, gay men. Gay mm-hmm. men are going are gonna save it. Well, Step style. Up. Come right. on, you know. Well, that's the problem with these books is they're kind of like the war on style. But but it's a hot war on style. Right. <laughs> I think I, I appreciate it. I mean, there's a kind of to the flatness becomes its own style at some That's point. Right. Though of course he's anti-style. But I think that the sensibility, his mind is actually quite interesting to me, because he he like he gets something down about how just like normal and boring life is. Right. And we all know what that's like because we're in it. Yeah, no, it does. It does accurately reflect life as it is. There's no Even cheesy like imposed narrator. It is. Level, it's really right? banal. It's actually one of the most boring yeah. things you can do. Yeah, it sucks. And then, and then also breaking up is boring. I breaking think. up is even more banal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, it can feel unique, and I mean, certainly breaking up. You like, I, I guess. And you I'm, can talk about it. It's my own narcissism, but I feel like I'm in my own grand narrative. Especially Everyone when, does. when in a breakup. Yeah. But actually, when you think you're most unique and you're in your special narrative, that's when you're most banal. Completely banal. And that's why everyone's like so relatable, so relatable, <laughs> you know, because we're all doing that. I hate that word. I hate, when I hate that I, word. Me we, too. You have to wage war on relatability. Yeah. And like, I could just, everyone was a character they could relate to, you know. This is what we were talking about when this, uh, when we, I don't know when it's ever coming out, but we did a podcast about oh, Sally Oh, yeah. Rooney. Wait, when is that ever coming out? Who knows? You did a podcast, what? We, we guessed it on another pod. Yeah. And we had to talk about Sally Rooney. 
Yeah, we really Who dropped some read. some knowledge. Ooh, about how do you guys her? feel about her? Not a fan. Well, I, I'm not a fan. First of all, yeah. there's a similar lack of style in an even more heinous way because it's just totally bland without any in- interrogation of the blandness. But also, the whole point of her characters is you can relate to them. They're all relatable. Yeah, I mean, Gen Z and millennials love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a millennial too, I guess, but I'm a total traitor to my generation in this way. I just, I am interesting, so mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> I feel you like are, Sa- Sa- Sally Rooney is um, just like, like I couldn't read that. I mean, I thought that I wouldn't be able to read this. I actually hadn't read him before this. Yeah. yeah. But I obviously found find him very hot. But I really liked what I read. I can see you getting K-pilled. It's like as we were talking about before the pod. It's like addictive. And it has, yeah, the diaristic quality is you just, you're getting inside of someone else's life. There's just a gonna, lot of it. What are you going to yeah. do with all your diary entries now? Like, what are they going to build? I don't know. Something? I don't even know how long I'm going to do it for. At some point, I'm going to have really boring weeks and people are going to be like, God, this fag again. He's going, <laughs> he's going to the store, you know. Can you learn how to cook? I'm so tired of his ass. But like, I would love to read diary entries about you learning how to cook. Well, actually, a man who I didn't fuck was like, I'm going to teach you how to cook. And I mm-hmm. actually think I'm going to keep seeing him because he, yeah. that, that's an actual service he's offering. Yeah. So, you know. I think I'm gonna learn how to cook. But you like cereal. I love cereal. Yeah. Why do you like cereal? Well, because it's so easy and I don't have to do anything and it takes like three seconds. Yeah. I've had a good bowl of cereal in a long It's also time. low calorie if you get the type of cereal that I do. What do you get? But, um, just like boring shit. I don't even need to talk about it. But like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I just like love eating it being boring and then I I would love to have an IV So I don't actually love to eat just like I would love to not think about it Just you know get an IV and then move on to like the more interesting parts of my day That's how I feel about getting dressed too. I like a uniform every day I think that's I think that actually makes a lot of sense for a poet You just like want to confine all of your sensuality to your words totally like and it maybe that's like I was having this like really like weird train of thought the other day about how like food influencer Instagram has like sapped all of the sensuousness out of li- out of like millennial life. Like in what in what way? Like it's like you, no one can in- actually enjoy anything via senses anymore because it's all like processed for Instagram. And you have to post it, right? Like, yeah. And and even as you're eating it, you have to post a photo of that. And then when you're yeah. done, it's like it was so good. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't I need to work out this theory more but I really think like the whole foodie phenomenon is like maybe it's people are not as into sex anymore so they're putting it into food I don't know I actually would be really into food if like a man cooked for me but I don't want to do it myself see no I'm into food qua food like I am genuinely like erotic about food yeah Yeah, like probably more than I am about like bodies or anything I love that yeah I wish I had that, but I yeah. don't. Yeah. But like, I think that's yeah because you're a poet, so like you can't you can't There's spread it too thin. There's poets that are food. Really? Are yeah. There? I think so. Frank O'Hara famously a lunch eater. A lunch? Did he <laughs> did he eat though, or did he write those poems? That's a good point. Was he eating? Or yeah, not? I, I don't think he was eating. <laughs> that's He's, how the poems came about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was skipping I think those lunch deli is sandwiches. The worst meal of the day. Too. Oh, terrible! I, Just I don't know. A good meal. lunch can really no. be. No. Well, you seem to be having a lot of good lunches and five martinis that's so. true yeah. i'm like a five martini steak tartare oyster but then what do you guy. do what do you do for the rest of the day you're like fuck you, there's not much left <laughs> i have to go down just like smoke cigarettes and but you also love a tuna melt i do yeah that's tuna, good but tuna yeah. melts for evening that's a weekday it's a weeknight meal yeah 
simple weakness. Do you, so you run? Tuna like I don't run. He doesn't. Exercise. I swim. Some, but well, both you swim then. You know, I swim more than you do these days. These days I haven't been swimming much. These days. Oh my god, well, we love Nico too. That's good. We all love her. We, we love her. Nico. We actually discovered the real meaning of that song a few, ep- <laughs> a few episodes what, ago. What is it? Uh, it's about miscegenation. <laughs> Wait, that also makes me think of how he talks to Linda about abortion. Wait, does he? Yes. What? I forgot he's, this. He's he's like he's trying to impress her, and then he like starts talking to her about abortion. And one of his guy friends after is like, "You should never talk to a woman about abortion." <laughs> and, I, and I thought that actually was his dumbest move for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't bring that up. Oh like, yeah, he especially does. Especially nowadays. Just stop it, you know? It's yeah. gonna get hysterical, it's gonna explode. I think he likes her that much that he's willing to sort of even humiliate himself. I think he, if he has any kink, it might be like an impregnation, insemination. <laughs> Don't all straight men have that? Well, like, yeah. once they fall in love, the first thing he says is, I want to have exactly. a baby with you. Yeah. I don't quite get that, but maybe it's because I didn't have a dad. I feel like that's something girls say, is once they fall in love with someone, they're like, I want, yeah, I want to have a baby with you. But it's weird that he says it. There's also like a gay male Before aspect of like we've adopted that I won't say how linguistically while fucking too. Really? Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Like I'm gonna impregnate you, kind of. Li- Just like language? taking someone's load, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Which is which was sort of like around AIDS, like that was actually yeah. like you know you couldn't like that felt weird, Talk but like yeah. Load. But now that like no one's really dying, well I shouldn't say crazy things on the pod. No <laughs> one's really dying of AIDS. Well, canceled immediately. R.I.P. R.I.P. Gaetan. Yeah. Baby batter. Baby batter. That's actually a hot phrase. Baby batter. I, I Ew, I think that's disgusting. I love it. I hate that. I, I was thinking using of, that. You should use baby batter. I was thinking of calling a poem Boner the other day and asked all my friends, like, do you think it would be okay to, like, write a poem called Boner and then just, like, describe flowers? That would be the poem. That would okay. be cool. Yeah, right? bait, bait and switch. I support that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And then do one called Flowers and describe a boner. That's good, actually. <laughs> They'll be, like, next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Aren't the lunch poems about boners? Yeah, and like Lana Turner, you know, yeah. just like female celebrities and just smoking and stuff. Yeah. I would have loved to have been friends with Frank O'Hara. Who wouldn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> just like go to a party with him. Yeah. Not even like read his poems, really, because they were probably bad while he was making them. Mm-hmm. I kind of have this theory that like everyone thinks that he just like wrote them during lunch. And mm-hmm. I just, I have this but theory that's that false. he. false. <laughs> the false, totally. This like, is your conspiracy. <laughs> they're completely worked over. Like, yeah. they're completely worked over, which is yeah. actually speaks to style, right? Like, yeah. Actually, well, that's the thing about Carl Uva, also. Some people think he just wrote it. They say he wrote it all out with no editing. Yeah, I kind of believe yeah. that, though. I kind of more and it. more I'm on that side. Yeah. How come? Well, because there are certain elements of like the t- the time, the like temporality in the books that like I don't think it could be achieved um, through any editing. Like it's only just the brain running, which maybe still doesn't mean that it was edited. But I don't know how you could do that uh, in in revision. Like, but his sentences just, are so clear and so that's sharp. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. And even yeah, you're right. I mean, even the scenes themselves are quite lucid. So I, I I used to believe that he did revise, but then now I I have trouble believing it. I mean, I think he's sure. just a guy who can do volume like quantity writing. Like he can do pretty good sentences over and over again. That's what's hard. Like I couldn't yeah. do that. But I like the just only thing out, that's like, like truly scenes. exquisite is the very beginning of the heart for the heart life is simple, et cetera, And that et cetera. was written. We learned. From and that Claus was that was totally taken XC2. from something else. Yeah. Wait, what's the beginning? How does he begin? He has he begins with this whole essay about. 
basically mortality and it begins for the heart life is simple it beats and then it stops and then it's like one day someone will die and etc their blood will spill out but it's like um yeah it's a very well like constructed meditation well that's on super beautiful yeah yeah you should read it it's, it's fantastic but like the rest of the book is not like that like it's like it transitions into seeing jesus in the sea Right. Or the face of Jesus in the sea, or God is it God or Jesus? I can't remember. I think no? it's Jesus. Yeah, this is the only part of the book we know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, he no, he can kind of just keep going. He really is a stamina guy because, like, he you know his new book is like nine hundred pages, like crazy. Uh, is he gonna keep writing these until he dies? The my well, struggles are done. They're done. But um, he has a new one called the Morning Star. I don't understand yeah. where where does he get that energy from? I mean, maybe it's like it goes the to cigarettes. The it's the cigarettes. He quits smoking by retaining retention. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I think how. after he impregnates, he recedes <laughs> and retains. Recede and retain. Retaining your orgasm is really powerful. I, but like, wouldn't that be pain? Wouldn't you be in a perpetual state of blue balls, or is that what engenders the creativity? I really think it's just the cigarettes. Like I could, like I would have finished I, my novel two years ago if I smoked cigarettes. I smoked like a chimney, and I or write like two well, sentences okay, a week. Okay, that's your problem. And that's because you have a girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. you well, need to. Uh, maybe if I start retaining it <laughs> with or without her, <laughs> I'll become. I'll be writing like it's like eight hundred pages. Yeah, he's, he's written eight hundred pages. People often do become very generative after breakups. Or rather, breakups. you could say breakups are generative. I yeah. agree. Well, I'm sort of in a post-breakup mode. And I'm very generative right now. Yeah, yeah. This is another problem with being like love is a kind of um, depleting force, or even it, love is a creative force. But is it, it? I kind of think so. Call me a romantic. every time I've been in love, I just want to be in love and like not do anything else. I mean, I mean, you're, the love it, itself is what you're you're making love, baby. You know. <laughs> Wait, what's your point? What? Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's saying love is art. Yeah, love is art. Oh my god. I'm saying we talk love about is things art. that are gay. Like, the art of he love. He just got so gay. He just got I, really like, gay. I think I'm the gay. I'm like the gay. You're definitely and the, the gayest. Yeah. The gay I'm, and the girl. You yeah, are I'm actually. We can all agree I'm the most masculine, masculine yeah. for sure. at this table. Yeah. But no, you're. Okay, love is a creative project made between two people. Or right? is it? So like here's the thing like mating poses that love is this like have you read the book mating by norman no Rush? i haven't this is like a big yeah. a big uh, book for us in like the pod universe um but that's a book about these two people who fall in love who are both extremely verbal extremely right. brilliant and they construct their own world together um yeah you can you're constructing your little but that's not world. what carl uva and linda have. No, it's they're not. just like let's get lunch together right. and then they're in love they're like here's tea bye right. yeah <laughs> Like, it's just like this, for somehow this threshold, neither of them realize it, and then one day this threshold is crossed, and they're like, we're in love. He keeps up these borders so as to protect his artistic, you know, generative drive. Because if you get swept up in the making love as art type deal, then you wouldn't be able to write. You can't write. Okay. Hmm. I can't tell if he's a romantic or not. I'm just reading this. I feel like he is, but he, he does retain a lot. Yeah, and I feel like romantics are ex- excessive in this way that I I don't know if it's because he's straight or not, but he definitely he definitely feels preoccupied with his own feelings, but mm-hmm. he never actually indulges them publicly. 
There are moments where they go on like moonlit walks and watch Charlie Chaplin films. And he cries. He cries of he laughter. Cries. Oh my god. No, he cries, oh, he cries of, of laughter. laughter. He relates. To, it's just romantic? so funny for me to imagine him crying in his theater and like just like laughing at slapstick I mean, he is writing. By the time he wrote this, they're still together, right? When he's writing this. Yes, they're still together. But now they're not. Yeah, they've been split up for a while. R.I.P. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a TV show about his life or something. Oh, we've proposed this many times. Yeah, he should. Um, yeah, it would be great. How old is he? Fifty, early fifties. Hot this age, point. very hot age. Very hot, hot age. age. Yeah. yeah. What's From, the least hot? His age? hair is like snow Oof. white now. Is it? Mm-hmm. And he, it's it so was long. like is it salt and pepper? No, he cut it. It's like salt and pepper here, but yeah, he's like. But it's, he has a full head of hair still. I think I think for men, I'm just gonna speak for men. The hottest age is. 35 to 55. Okay. Okay. In my opinion. I'm okay. always trying to get to that zone. <laughs> well, you're going to get there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we still have another few years. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what do you think the hottest age is, Drew? For a woman? For anyone. I think that, um, see, I think I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. Like, I think the late 30s for any, for both genders might be quite hot. Is a, you're a little seasoned by that point. Definitely. You know, but in a way that benefits. Lauren, what about you? How to stage? Hmm. Yeah, I guess same. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to go and say. I mean, also, that. one is always biased by the age that one is. Right. Sure. Like, well, I'm trying to choose an age that's a little ahead of me yet. Well, I like older men, so. But, like, now that I'm 30, I'm like, that's disgusting to be in your 20s. Like, that's so abject. Why would you I be in your 20s? The 20s are abject. Yeah. yeah we 20s that. are so abject. Um, like but like probably disgusting. when I was 20 I'm like yeah it's cool to be in one's 20s probably when I was a teenager I thought it was really cool to be in one's 20s I think that there was a line that I read in a Jeff Dyer book where he was quoting F. Scott Fitzgerald that said that, like 27 is the best age for a man to be so when I was a teenager I thought like I'm going to be the happiest <laughs> I'll ever be at 27 well, that was one of my worst years God. and then I think I did have a pretty brilliant year not that I remember much of it now my 20s, now that I'm 31, they all seem like a fog. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, what really happened? I met Lauren. Yeah. No, we probably met when we were teens. <laughs> no, we, we did. We were two hot teens. We were, yeah. Were, were you, you probably 19, 18? I was, I was yeah. 18. Well, where did you meet? We met at college. Yeah, first day of college. Oh my God, first day. Yeah. Yeah, we were listening to the Smiths. That's right. That's such a good story. That's the lore. Yeah. I love I'm it. trying to get tickets to see Morrissey. Oh shit, wait, you have to get me one if you get it's them. It's sold out, but I'm using back channels. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, you really are gay. I love that. I, I guess mean, I he's, am. He's an icon to the gays, obviously. He's an icon to a lot of groups, like the uh, Latinx. Latinx. Latinx yeah. love Mars. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't no, really, really understand. It's like a yeah. romantic attachment they have to him. Yeah. Of like martyrdom and suffering somehow. Also, I think he likes them because they don't have Hispanics in England, so he can't be racist against them. Because he's, he's pretty racist. Trouble. He's gotten yeah. in trouble for like a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. he hates like. But he's never Pakistani fully, people. Like, taken yeah. down. Is he yeah, even like he truly cancelled? He's, he's, he's sort of uncancelable. Yeah, that's a good point. It, maybe it's coming for him. Maybe they've tried. I feel like they've him. tried. They've like, tried. You know. They've tried, but he keeps coming. He's back. definitely said a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He also, interestingly, has never come out. Right. Really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never once. Celibate. Yeah. A retainer. He's not celibate, not, though. He used I don't know. to be celibate. He, he said he was celibate in the 80s, Well, that's right? a man who believes yeah. in mystery for his whole oh, life, in sure. a way. I feel, well, yeah. I feel like no one knows anything about him. Yeah, what does he even do? 
Yeah, what, and like, does he eat regular food? Like, you no, know, he's it's a like, vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Another gay one. Gay people are all vegans now. What's going on with is that? Is that really true? I mean, there's so many gay vegans, I'm kind of disappointed. And I feel like, like, my best friend is a lesbian and a vegan. She's always been a vegan. Mm-hmm. And I kind of expect that out of like... Oh, for lesbians. Yeah, for like sure. Yeah. yeah, natural. But like, gay men are now vegan. It's, I don't know. When, whenever I'm on a date with someone and that comes up, I'm always sort of slightly disappointed. I think gay men need to be carnal. They need to be eating, eating meat, red yeah. meat. I would love to take a class where you tell us what, what to be. <laughs> just just teach it. <laughs> you know, I took a class in college called How to Be Gay, but I think Drew should teach it now. How to be, I, I think you know. It seems like I'm a real pro. Just I mean, eat tartare, get a, get, become a flight attendant. <laughs> Take to this I mean, your qualification is simply that you look like Gaetan Dukas, arguably the most successful gay man. man of all time. You really don't. I don't. I mean, I like his vibe. I like his aesthetic a lot. Now, Gaetan was a little more like Twinkie than and It's you. a shame what happened yeah. to him. Twinkie. It's a shame. R.I.P. R.I.P. Gaetan. Why is everyone using? Everyone's becoming. I keep hearing the word twink. Twink. You did, do you know what that means? <laughs> I do. I okay, think. good. But it's just entering the. It's also entering the, the lexicon for women too. I right. saw girl twink the other day. What? No. Someone said. Someone said, can, no. "Can there be a girl twink?" And then someone posted a photo of a woman who like, or of a girl twink, I guess. And I that's was not kind a of, thing. I was what kind is of a girl twink? Out. No, that's not a thing. Just like, like a, a young. Wave? Uh, yeah, like a waifish younger. Oh. But that's just a waif. That's not a right. twink. There's a word yeah. for that. Yeah, there's it's already waif. a good word for it's that. Waif, right. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't think they should appropriate that from the gays. Yeah. I think it should well, remain segregated gay, waifs I mean, and twinks. Now, a lot of gay language I'm hearing just entered the discourse. They're like straight We've taken over. Themselves. You know, we were oppressed for so long that now we just run things. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Like a, you know, like top bottom discourse. I, I think there should the be time. less because gay culture has become honestly a lot less exciting because it's been so. It's like so in the mainstream. Right. Hmm. And so, like you know, there's no there's no Gaetan moments. There's no like yeah. Bring back Gaetan. Bring back style. Bring back like '80s fucking in an alley and just like thinking that you might die. I'm gonna really get canceled <laughs> for this. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, but there was something. I mean, it's deeply, deeply romantic, right? Like the proximity to death and totally. imminent mortality. Yeah. Like it's like the tuberculosis of I don't know the 1890s. For right? sure. It's very. I feel like also as a poet, you're always thinking that whether you're gay or not, like the proximity yeah. to death um but like when you're a gay man like you know in the 80s i'm sure they were thinking that all the time also did you know that gay men used to fuck in the meat trucks in chelsea that were that were like sort of abandoned at the piers well i knew the piers were a huge cruising spot and yeah. so there would be these huge meat trucks and you would just like sort of go in them and there would be like there would be like meat hanging and you would just like you know it's it would be You're dark like the metaphor is there the metaphor is there <laughs> and people would just like fuck and all this meat would be around so yes don't be vegan embrace meat this is the perfect marriage of what i was talking about yeah yeah fucking meat and just yeah. hanging from a hook in a truck you're already doing that i know I, well, i'm living it out short of the, the gay shit yeah no i mean i i've i think i said this on the pod before but in the have you read the book the lonely city by olivia lang it's not that good but it's like uh it's about loneliness and one point she makes is like She's like, well, we're, we're all atomized now, et cetera. But like one reference she makes is to the cruising scene in Chelsea of the 70s mm. where it was like a real community because there were dudes like who weren't necessarily your best friend or your boyfriend, but you just knew them in a way and I everyone kind of, yeah. Everyone, God, I really love that. You just, it was a guy you gave a hand job to a few times a year. And, that was, and then that becomes be, like a tender thing, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's really sweet. I thought gay men were lonely. 
Um, yeah. I was thinking Isn't about that the other lonely? day. Because, like, in one way, gay guys have an amazing community. In another way, they're, like, really abject and sad and lonely. Well, I think we are abject and sad in this way that I don't know how this generation is going to grow up, but I grew up feeling super alone. But that yeah. also made me have a lot of inner resources. Yeah. Right. So, well, then you develop your, like, fantasy life, which is so vivid. Completely. Like, gay people have to live in the world as two people. Like, the world sees you one way and you obey its codes, and then there's this whole other life that you have. And now it's, we were talking, like, gay culture being more mainstream, you know, there's, they just have collided in this weird way, but I, I would love that homosocial, or it's not even homosocial, homosexual thing of like, yeah, the guy I gave a hand job to is like at the bar, I'm gonna say hi. Yeah, that's so nice. It's sort of like how it's I feel really about like my bodega guy or my haircut exactly. guy. But they exactly the same relationship, up. yeah. It's funny, you see those people more than, I mean, I see those people more than my family. Like, I, you yeah. know, I see my haircut guy every week on Thursdays at 1.30. You know, you I read that. I read that in your diary, in your Substack diary. Mm-hmm. That was psycho to me. You get your hair. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of amazing. I get a fade. Out. Oh, I have to. Otherwise, I. I it's a form of control. Right. 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 So okay. I feel very in control afterwards, and he mm-hmm. does my beard too. Yeah. And, and it's just the best relationship. Like we just have not that much to talk about, but you know. Yeah. I am comfortable with him. He's comfortable with me. I, I haven't given that's him a hand job yet, so. Maybe well, next time. Maybe next more years, time. Yeah. He has a dad, so that really is attractive to me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That is hot. So yeah. hot. So hot when men have kids. Yeah. I mean, Canals Garden famously, <laughs> six kids. Oh, I didn't know that. He's so like many. Genghis Khan, like. Yeah, sort of maybe only five actually, because yeah. he has four from Linda and then one, Go maybe possibly prosper, two from his new wife. Yeah. Do you guys want to have kids? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'd like to experience fatherhood, but kind of selfishly. In what way? Because it's just like a story that I want to generate and be a... Oh, well, like, and also with your story. Right. It's kind of like to set things right, you know, because I didn't have a father myself. It's the only way I'll ever experience it is if I become one. I think that's so sweet. It is, but, I, you know, it's not necessarily about the the child. It's basically just for me. It's for my own... I feel myth. like you'd be a very good dad, actually. Thank you. I think I'd... Yeah. I've learned from the best... I don't even know what I mean by that. Carlo. From Carlo. I think he actually is a good father. I think he's loving, tender. Yeah. No, I think he is. And I think he, uh, well, no, probably the leaving his wife was not that cool, but... Well, that's not about... Yeah. That's a different category. So leaving in straight culture is not that cool. Leaving? Yeah, I'd say leaving is frowned upon in straight culture. We tend to stay... No, I mean, I think if it just depends. Like, if you have a bunch of well, kids with someone, stay. then you probably shouldn't leave them for the kids' sake. But yeah, there's a whole procreative aspect yeah. of um. I mean, yeah, straight if culture. Just, you're dating, well, fine, whatever. Kids up. like complicate everything, but now gay people have kids, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wait, do you want to have kids? I don't. Yeah. I think I'd be. I mean, I can't take care of a plant. Yeah. Fair I think enough. it's like a great responsibility to have a child. I, I think it's like the it's, greatest responsibility, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, it's. I was a nanny for several years, so it's. It's astonishing. It's like a. It's but they say it really takes you out of yourself, you know? Like you're no longer the main character in your own life. Which would suck. Yeah, that would be a drag. Yeah. That's the one of the perils of baby batter. Well, like to be an artist is to be a narcissist, so that's that right. would really suck. I mean, that's probably why. No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to displace. The art with a fucking kid. It's easier as a man, obviously. It's easier as a man. Because you can yeah. just shoot off and kind of mm, then leave. Famously. You can leave. You can leave and go write 18 books. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan Sontag had a kid and she like wrote a lot. Yeah, right? whatever happened to that kid? Oh, he's 
I don't know. You should have asked that guy who was on the pod. What's his name? Ben. Um, ben. You should have asked Ben. Yeah. I'll, I'll DM him and say, hey, a, what's ben, up? Ben, ben a, is he okay? Ben Moser has a dog. <laughs> he does. not a kid. Basso. He Everyone has a doodle, has actually, now. unfortunately. It's, isn't it like the same thing? Why does everybody have a golden doodle? Dude, when I did you guys hear about that, that dog have. murder in Prospect Park? No. What happened? Like some insane guy was like attacked this woman and her dog and the dog died. That's what? awful. But yeah, when I heard that the dog was a doodle, I felt a little less sad about it. Attached. Yeah. Why would you attack a dog? Yeah, that just seems He was just a psychotic. You the perpetrator? <laughs> no, it was not me. You hate doodles that much. <laughs> I mean, I don't care for them. But if you had a dog, what dog would you have? Well, I grew up Australian with Australian Shepherd. They're so beautiful and noble. I grew up with a poodle and as a feet. My as God, you were so gay. This is just <laughs> crazy. I think I'd get a poodle again. I want a Rottweiler. Oh, really? Mm. Why? I don't know, because they're big and strong and sexy. <laughs> I could see you walking down the street with a Rottweiler. Yeah, I want a dog that can protect me. I bet to like maul okay. someone. I want the dog to hate everyone but me. And just that's, like be really beautiful. Mean. Yeah. That is a cool That's idea. also the type of man that you want. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a type that's a type also. What type? Like a guy who hates everyone except you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't thought of that actually. Oh, totally. Who's like mean to everyone and not nice, but he's like secretly sweet to you. I would love that. That's him. like what every Korean drama is about, basically. I don't know much about that well, world. Well, I'm just take it, take it, uh, take it on my word. Um, I feel like the audio is gonna. We're gonna like hear so much breathing. That's okay. We should really get an audio guy. There's got to be some. But do people really care about that? No. I mean, yeah, a couple of freaks That's every of month. Most on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, some nerds are bitching about some nerds audio be bitching, like yeah. this late in the game. Yeah, it's like. Come don't on. they know what to expect? They should. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's also people who post on Apple Podcasts, like, the female host was so rude to Joshua Cohen. It's like, what do you expect? Like, that's not our thing. Also, Oringer is a historically Oringer is a terrible person. Like, they're lit. I wonder what they'll say about you. Yeah. About me? Yeah. That would be, like, the biggest fag on the podcast. (laughs) What else can you have after this? I'm not sure. We'll have to go back to the straights, I guess. Back to the straights. Or, God forbid, a woman. Oh, my God. (laughs) We Not tend to strictly ration. Yeah, we have like female, one woman a year on the podcast. Any female presences? <laughs> we. Who did you have last that was a woman? Um, she was last. <laughs> who was it? It wasn't Dasha, was it? No. Uh, well, Krithika was on for the mating Krithika. episode. Yeah. That may be the last woman we had on. You guys a- are gonna get dragged for not being diverse. Oh, well, uh, I mean, believe me, our ODI is always like. Um, you know, coming for us. At least and we, we have, have to put them off. But that we'll be able to we put you gay. in as a gay. Yeah, yeah I'm clearly bringing some and diversity. immigrant, immigrant parents. Immigrant, yeah, yeah. I, I never talk about this. First generation yeah, immigrant. First generation immigrant. From where? Yeah. See, see, I don't even talk about this in my yeah. work. Um, yeah. First generation immigrant. I've definitely struggled, but mm-hmm. I'm not crying about it in the poem. So everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, Alex is doing fine." Yeah. Why don't you talk about it? Because you don't want to do this like I think identity it's so, I just trauma. Think it's so cringe. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna do identity trauma. I'm like, you know, I actually have style. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would I? Why would I do that? Yeah. But I have it. I have the very. I'm like my parents were super broke when they came here and like you know it was it was rough but you know story of a lot of people actually right famously so famously so <laughs> but some some would argue the american story the american story yeah <laughs> and now i'm on a podcast the Amer- podcast the american dream so yes absolutely 
We can all agree That's on that. That's our new American dream, just to be in Brooklyn doing a mm-hmm. podcast. Eating tartare, Luciana. Oh on my a God. Saturday afternoon, just hungover. You don't look that hungover. Thanks. Yeah. I'm actually not that bad. He's been much more hungover for the Lauren podcast. was worried. She said, you can't be too hungover. I did say that to him last night. Lauren's like the responsible one. Even she like is. even like her sending like the readings and stuff. Lauren, you just, you're the best. Like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah, you're like running the show. Oh, I mean, it's I am. True. Yeah, on a very literal level. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why, by the way, folks, we haven't had this show in two months. Did we ever acknowledge that? No, we never. <laughs> Actually, I, I like that we've not acknowledged it yeah. at all. Yeah, let's I think not that's acknowledge mystery. it. Yeah. Maybe you guys have had something amazing happen out. to you in your lives. I will say I, I did get a trench coat. You I, bought, trench I brought coat. a trench coat for Reformation. That's a brave decision. So I had to, yeah. Well, I bought it like a little bit on a whim on my 30th birthday. And Alec was with me at Reformation. What, um, what color? I can show it to you. It's very beautiful, like light coat. walnut color. That's it's a little unusual yeah. for a trench coat. I think, it, I think you may have seen it before. I don't. Um, Were you wearing it at the drift party? No, you weren't. I, I was wearing it at the drift party. You looked really good in it. Thank you but so much. But also, I, I'm so intimidated by trench coats. Like, once you get it, I would want to wear it all the time. Right. And then people would be like, that's that guy that wears a trench coat. Do you want to be known as that person? Maybe a trench coat girl. For girls, it's, I think, a little bit less of a statement. Is, do you think maybe? I don't know. I think it's sexy. Like, on a it's sexier on a girl. Coat. A yeah. trench coat is sexy. Well, that's part of her film noir. Yeah, that's her, her noir detective. <laughs> on a guy, you kind of look pretentious and gay. <laughs> yeah, I think actually, well, wait, yeah, Jackson wanted, was talking to me about that last coat. night. I'm no, pretentious no, and gay. you're just gonna look like um. You're just gonna queer bait. Yeah. <laughs> Are trench coats gay coated? Um, What's the gayest type of jacket? Oh, um, the gayest type of jacket. Two. There's two. Um, gayest outerwear. <laughs> uh, motor. The black motorcycle jacket. Okay. Oh. Um, and oh, then no. like a black bomber. Okay. It's actually really funny because they're so masculine in a way. And like. Well, yeah, that's the dialect. That's the dialect, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I can't think of. I, I mean, and I feel like I have like over ten leather jackets because every time I have a breakdown. Yeah, every time I have a breakdown, I'm like, oh, let's just buy another leather jacket. Don't think yeah. about this. Let's just buy, it. and it works. Yeah, really? yeah, it works. It does actually. Yeah, because you know, the day of my thirtieth birthday, as I was telling you before, mm-hmm. I was not in such a great place, and when I bought that trench coat from Reformation. I did feel like at least 10 times better. Totally. Your spirits rose? Yeah, my spirits rose. Retail therapy? Appreciably. Appreciably. Yeah. But also you, putting something beautiful on, you feel like a new person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I know you don't identify this, but you are a Libra, and that's very <laughs> Libra. You know? Wait, what sign are you, Drew? Scorpio. Scorpio and Libra. Okay. What are you? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. What's your, um, what's your partner, your girlfriend, whatever? Uh, Gemini. Gemini and Scorpio. It's actually an, an unlikely pair that unlikely is sort of doomed pairing. in a lot yeah. of and internet research I've done suggests that it's doomed. I should Have say. you really done internet I've research? Done a lot. That's yeah. the gayest. So gay. That is the gayest. Thing. <laughs> <Cannot> <laughs> I spent whole evenings reading into like Scorpio. Gemini. It always says, no, like, you at have the start, not. there's an intense spark and there's curiosity and intrigue. No, you but have then not. it becomes very difficult because the Scorpio wants to be very oh emotionally related and present and verbal. And the yeah, Gemini you're very wants to yeah and kind of disappear and wait become this reticent. is actually a big revelation for me that you're gay enough to actually believe in astrology like, I told her about this I said I've done this that's research a, and, and like, what did I'm Mina, Mina say when you were like um she kind of was dismissive <laughs> yeah that sounds about right. <laughs> she's like please stop being so gay <laughs> yeah. 
Mars because of course I keep doing like, <laughs> You're like anxiously Googling Scorpio, 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 Scorpio well, Gemini. Wanted... Okay, question mark, Scorpio Gemini. It, 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 it's kind of damning. It's worrying. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to have to like fight the stars on this one. So can you guys explain to me like the nature of your belief in astrology? Like it's mm. like to what percent metaphor is it for you? Well, I think for me, it's a lot of metaphor because I'm a poet, yeah. you know? Okay. Like to me, like completely. Well, I also believe in crazy shit like magic and like oh, not the card okay. game. Okay. But just like <laughs> I feel like like poetry is like a like a like a thing you receive in this way of like poetry writes the poem for you you don't write the poem um, which I, I feel don't know way about writing sometimes yeah yeah formal um, constraints yeah so so astrology to me like totally taps into my weird like poet brain and in some ways I understand it that way like the, the signs are characters to me you know mm-hmm. they're they're like archetypal characters and. You know, I don't know. Um, but I definitely, something you do ex post facto to like validate things, right? Like, will you ever make a decision being like, I, I simply mustn't do this as a Sagittarius? No, but I'll definitely understand why I'm doing certain things right. sometimes, even okay. if they're bad. So it's, a, like, it's a rationalizing thing. A kind of. It's yeah. funny though, like, I'm friends with a lot of Libras, like yeah. you, and um, Scorpio men hate me. Gay really? Scorpio men. Yes. Yes. They, they think I'm a dick, they think I'm too mean. I mean, I think astrology is like a storytelling device. It is. It gives you a myth. Yes. Which is also a relief because I don't want to think that I have full agency. But that's the story of all of humanity. I mean, we've had like the Greeks, the Romans, Christianity, like everything has been, we need to, we need to believe in some sort of story, right? Exactly. So there's a lot of stories. And I don't want the responsibility of necessarily creating my own all the time. But I do think it's really gay that you chose astrology as a story that you looked into. <laughs> okay, but I will say part of it also is that I get a cheeky pleasure out of doing it for precisely this reason, that it seems unpredictable Yeah. and a little gay and womanly. I mean, also you have to keep in mind, as a straight man, you're actually more in touch with like female energy in a sense, right? Like, really? Okay. Well, I've been around all these chicks that are spewing astrology of course that's true actually you probably have more exposure yeah communicated it to me that's what i'm saying so i caught the bug from these chicks scorpio is like one of the hottest signs i know so they always say also i mean that's the other reason too scorpio has this allure Mm-hmm. That I, I find can't very we're having this conversation. just the iconography. I yeah. find it very valid. I mean, whenever I tell a girl like I'm a Scorpio, there's always an intense visceral reaction, which is sort of erotic. And then now I replicate this that by ridiculous. What the living fuck? it out. Lauren is like, I'm the most masculine person this here. This is fuck like, this. like by a factor of a lot too. <laughs> like I can't believe you guys are having this conversation. We're just girls. What can we say? I know. What like also I think honestly like one reason I don't like astrology is like Libras have the worst like imagery because I don't think you, that's they don't, true. They don't have an animal everyone else gets an they animal have scales, right? honey but that's not an animal but scales are so aesthetically beautiful i don't know i'd like to be an animal would you like to be a fish maybe Come it's on. my maybe it's my chinese side i want to be us. i am cusp i'm libro scorpio what cusp. are you wait what's your birthday it's the 22nd of october 20, do you know your moon of course you don't. Oh, I don't know but do you know what you are in the chinese zodiac i'm a rat i'm a monkey Mm. Do yeah. you know what you are uh i forgot you know a woman accosted me at a party some weeks back and told me that I told her about we were having talking about astrology. I later mm-hmm. found out she was considered insane by many people I know, but <laughs> at the time I found her Sounds charming. Hard. I know I found her charming as hell. And she said, "Well, because you're a Scorpio, you need to be with a woman who's had a baby out of her vagina." And she just looked me in the eye and said this. That's actually really hot. I, I was Wait, entranced. that's like that's like um the prophecy in Macbeth. Isn't that the prophecy in Macbeth? And she was like sitting on the floor and I could see her underpants and she just looked me in the eye and said that. How Shakespearean of her. And she had like a fur shawl. Really Shakespearean of her. Like in Macbeth he says you shall not be slain by woman born, right? Uh, And then he gets slain by a guy who's had a C-section. Well. Who was born of C-section. Really? Yeah. 
They had C-sections back then? Yeah, well, basically, I think you died when you, you had it. But, yeah. So did you, what did you, like, what did you say to her? I said, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I was totally entranced. It was like a, she was giving me this myth. That's what I'm saying. So this was, was like, like a new let's story. clarify, this was like a 22-year-old, like, no, forever like mag like type 30. girl. No. Okay. Well, adjacent. Wow, perhaps. women hit on you in really aggressive ways. I know, this was an aggressive moment. I feel like you were saying that the other, something about the subway thing when I saw you at the drift oh, party. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. The woman that gave me her business card. She did a, a gay ton. <laughs> that, that can't be that gay hot Tom, for you. Classic gay Tom but behavior. But I didn't like that. I yeah. said that, that was too, you, no. you said it was too top. It's too easy, too. It, yeah, way too easy. There's no thrill of the, the chase, as they call it. One time, a man cruised me on the one train, and he was very hot. He was tall and blonde, mm-hmm. and... We exchanged numbers like right before I was get, I was getting off at Columbia and we just never texted each other. How anticlimactic. Wait, that's so sad. It's so sad. And then I always think about texting, but it happened in 2014. So what am I going to say? Yes, remember, <laughs> remember when you I fucked me on the one train in 2014? I still think about it. Are you still blonde? That's yeah. what I want to say. Why not? I love blonde. Just try it. Should I? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'll put happen. it in the diary if I do yeah. it. Maybe. Yeah. So cruising does still happen. Cruising does still happen. Okay, that's it's like good older to hear. guys. Yeah, that's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. What about bathhouses? Is that still a thing? There, there's some bathhouses left. Yeah. Where you can actually. Like, but people get down. don't want to do them anymore because, like, with Grinder, it's just so easy to just you know literally like get on there and have sex in 15 minutes. Well, Grinder really kind of. Do you think that's a bad thing, though? Did it kill that, that thrill of... Uh, I mean, it's both like I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah. You know? Are you on there all the time? You I'm not on there. I'm on there when I'm horny, obviously. Yeah. And then I'm on there when I'm bored. So, like, the two states. And obvi- it's, it's hard to know if you're horny or bored. They, like, How quickly overlap. does it happen that you, you find a man on Grinder? You can find a man in five minutes. Explain you this can, to me. Yeah. You find a man, and then it's just like, fuck, suck. He comes over. Usually it's not fucking off the bat. Usually it's right. just like a blowjob. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That always No one has me. time for fucking. It's like, it, it, it's like too much. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to come over, suck you off, then leave. <laughs> it's really transactional, you know? That's so fascinating. And yeah. usually though, um, the thing you were describing about, oh, I gave that guy a handjob, blah, blah, blah. Usually that thing does happen where, mm-hmm. you know, you see that person again or you message again. You kind of have an intimacy that is there yeah that's lovely and then they don't go away like i have a guy in my neighborhood that i just did that with you know like in the spring and i just saw him on the sixth train and we were like hey how's it going how's your life <laughs> you know <laughs> the only thing i remember is his dick that's it yeah i know nothing about his life that is so alien to me as a straight woman it really, i mean it's yeah. alien to me as a He's like, I feel like every nice. girl I know Something. who's like had casual sex with someone like has hated him afterwards. Like it's never been friendly. Like there's always some bad blood. There's always lingering feelings. There's always lingering like. But this wouldn't work, for example, yeah. with straight people. No. Would there? With That's why it work? doesn't work with straight people. No, no, no. no. But Absolutely what if the app existed for straight people? Who would use it? Just men? I mean, yeah, that's, but, isn't that supposedly what Tinder is? But it it didn't oh. like people just started going on dates instead. But there's the guys of it being dating. Grinder has no guys of like dating. You know. There's, oh, right. none, there's, no, there's no guys whatsoever? None. It's it's explicitly for So sex. there's not like any like, like any bios where like you're like, I love like tacos. There's bios. Okay. Um, but the bio is basically to signify something about your sexual preferences. Uh, okay. And, okay. And, and if men aren't signifying their sexual preference, I'm so bored. Like some men are like, please read. And then they have a whole paragraph of like what they're looking for. Please. I'm not there to read. Yeah. yeah. Is there a relationship between like top, bottom, and then um, astrology? Yeah, everyone who's connected? into astrology is a bottom. Really? Yeah. Are you oh, joking? Oh, but like between like what which signs are yeah. tops? Oh yeah. no, there isn't. There okay. isn't. It's not. It's not that didactic. Yeah. Because I also just like taxonomies, and I guess 
That's, a, that's more of a binary, though, isn't it? Top, bottom. Only two options? Yeah, well, there's verse. Is it, oh. But I never want to have sex with men that are verse. Why is that? Because it just means you're bottom. Okay. And I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for that too, but it's like any gay man that's like, yeah, I do both. It's like, well, which one do you like more? I want to know, you know? So you have to choose a team. I like men that choose a team. I like okay. men that are adamant with their decisions. I don't like anyone 50-50. How do you know? Like, from what yeah, age do you, you know which you one you are? Um, I feel like I knew that I was a bottom, but my problem is that I'm sort of a power bottom. So yeah. for, for some tops, they're soft tops. And mm-hmm. then when they see a power bottom, they're like, ooh, that guy, that guy's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I feel like, I, w- I just love alpha tops. Mm. What's know? a soft top? A soft top is the you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you are soft top. actually sounds yeah. maybe accurate. Yeah, yeah actually. Sounds soft right. top, Scorpio yeah. moon. <laughs> You're the one who did this research, baby. <laughs> I can't believe you're like anxiously texting me. Like, what are my signs totally? I didn't text you. I was like a little oh, too ashamed. Yeah. To, I told her when I was drunk. I like revealed. Shame is hot. Shame is hot. Yeah. I'm all, it's my wheelhouse. Is it real? Oh, because you're Jewish. Yeah, I mean, I prefer... Well, I always wonder, is guilt more Jewish than shame? Which Philip Roth. No, shame is Norwegian. Like, like Carl Uva is all shame. Well, I, I like guilt a lot. Roth is shameless. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, is he, though? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I really relate to all my Jewish friends because gay people have a thing with shame and right. guilt, too. Yeah, I think... There's, but there's, there's a certain... We're finally between neurosis and shame. Also, humiliation is there. Humiliation. We, we seek it out. This is what Alec and I have in common too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just both into that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Shout out to Alec. How Shout is, out to Alec. Who is Alec? He's in Toronto. He's in Toronto. In Toronto? Why would yeah. you go there? Well, what do you mean? Alex and I were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we were now. talking about it. I like Canada. I've been trying to get to Montreal for months. Years. That's, and that's a very gay city. You'd love it. <laughs> I've been there before. Well, I mean, homo. <laughs> <laughs> our our friend yes full circle we keep coming back <laughs> we keep coming back to Gaydol did you guys talk about him on another pod no no we were just like talking appearance. about him obsessively last night well, well I love that you guys are obsessed with gay men that's brilliant well we knew you were coming up we were like yeah. primed well because we were like we have to ask Alex how this body count is possible it's so possible I but don't also, get it. I just feel like there's this thing too where like straight culture doesn't want to believe it because once they believe someone has that much fun, they're like resentful. Yeah. So right, that's that's what I think we feel. Yeah. Feel but and, and it's fine because on some level I'm resentful too. But I watched so many documentaries on him. It's like so possible because there's all these men who talk about him right now. Like yeah, I slept with him. Yeah, I did this with him. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. No, Pete Gaetan was known all across and he also America. seemed really intimate like he seemed like he didn't forget who he fucked like he would keep in touch yeah well he kept that diary he kept yeah. that diary yeah yeah maybe and that's why i'm keeping my diary except if you guys haven't noticed i've had like sex once yeah, yeah there is not doing? not a gaetan level of, of cruising no in i know this, I, I mean i feel like i'm more like carl Ugg, like yeah a, how do you say his last name uh carl uva canal scarred carl canal canal scored well you know that means that Gaetan was actually another itemizer who's cataloging. He was, yeah. I mean, his diary, men. has that in, like, the congressional archives or something? They should publish it's it. It's important. Should, that, that is a really important document. I wonder if everyone's dead in it or if there's some people that are alive. Oh, shit. There might be, like, the soul I mean, a great surviving. proportion. Yeah, probably. Well, no, because I was actually looking this up last night because I was, like, thinking about... <coughs> I was thinking about AIDS, and then I was thinking about... Um, because we were talking about Harold Broadkey last night. Right, right. Who died of AIDS. And I was thinking about Edmund White, and then I was like, Edmund White is still alive. Still How alive. is he still Thank alive? Does he have AIDS? He does. Well, oh. no, what happened is he has HIV, but it never converted to AIDS. 
that when happens in a small proportion it? of people. When? Like in the I 80s. mean, sweetie, yeah, in yeah. the 70s or 80s. I don't know yeah. much about him. Yeah. I love is him. Is he a good so writer? Yes, he's a great writer. I haven't read his work. The Beautiful Room is Empty. Laura, you're really getting to gay lit. It's funny because I got in a big fight at the drift party with this chick because I was talking, I was speaking out against like the identity novel. Mm-hmm. And the first, As you and, should be. And she said, well, then what identity don't you know is you have problems with and I just kind of the first thing that came up was like oh the queer novel the queer novel I'm sick of this you guys know I'm writing a novel right but it's not queer really awesome as long as it's not queer I I feel the same way about the queer novel it's just so boring I I mean I can say that because I'm queer I guess and you can say that too but I feel like but then she said well wouldn't you say that um, the straight novel is no less identitarian there's no straight novel. What is the straight novel? I don't know. Like, I guess the shit that I like, like Roth and Update. I love Roth. Yeah. So much. No, that's Word. a Jewish novel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you do like an identity <laughs> oh, novel. No, it's either but... a Jewish novel or a suburban novel. It's not a I straight don't see novel. Sub- why is Roth being classed as suburban? It's no, not... no, Updike. Oh, that's maybe yeah. true. So you're basically um, like straight dudes. I love it. You're like, I do. you're true to your sensibility. Exactly. Yeah. I don't stray. I just accepted my limitations at this point. Limitations? We all are super limited, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, we all no, suck. No one's beautiful. No one's beautiful. We're all going to die. Being beautiful. But no, what I like about um, Line of Beauty is that it's not a, to me, it's not a queer novel. But it's like a gay, but also, is there a difference? I don't, the word queer yes, seems there's to have a, a huge different connotation. Yeah. Like, you're gay. Yes. Gay is like mainstream, like Chase Bank on the pride float, sort yeah. of. I'm with my husband in, you know, Connecticut, and we have this house, and okay. that that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, no. but I feel like I definitely identify with queer, and I always have from the get-go, which is kind of a more raggedy kind of... I mean, if you're a mm. poet, which basically means, like, you're very low on the cultural totem pole, you're right. queer, you know? Yeah. You've decided to just be a nobody. <laughs> but then my, my friend, friend of the pod, Odav, came at assaulted me and said, you know nothing. When's the last queer novel you... Have right. you read a queer? Have you read a gay novel with a gay protagonist? Uh, what about like um? I've read Baldwin, like Giovanni's room, which is, is an amazing book. Yeah, and then and then I was told that the book didn't qualify. He said that doesn't qualify. Yes, it does. That qualifies as a gay novel. Well, I think what we're we're getting at is like if something is so good, it transcends like an identitarian category. Right. Or, like it's not a gay novel, and it's that's actually what everyone should want. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like well, and I think part of our issue with this identitarian stuff is it kind of like um incur like or it um launders mediocrity well also know. just the style is is totally yeah. conventional i mean You're baldwin just, was a genius right. like you know everything else that he was is super important but baldwin you know no one could write giovanni's room whether it's gay or not right it's like that, yeah. those sentences are gorgeous and you have to talk about baldwin and talk about style and aesthetics which now it's like not there well the well, identity the takes is, the yeah, place the identity of style is there's number no one style. and there's then style no, second uh, formal yeah. innovation there's only this yeah. prefabricated identity but, yeah. it's, but it's ending, it's I feel. Dumb. Is it? I think, I think we're all so bored. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're everyone's so bored. People just want the real thing. You right. can either read Giovanni's Room or like, what? I, I don't want to give a bad example of an identity novel because there's so many and I don't want to offend anybody. But yeah. You can either read Genius or read Shit. Yeah. What is this? Is this an, I- <laughs> is this an identity novel? <laughs> is What's it the identity of my, <laughs> my struggle? Um, a straight hot guy who's 6'5". Yeah. yeah. That's, Something we could all relate to. That's a, yeah. that's a, you know, that's sort of like a Nordic guy, tall, yeah, blue eyes, blonde. Yeah. That's an identity that we should all aspire to. <laughs> there should be more literature I and art to showing sleep that. With that identity for yeah. sure. <laughs> 
Oh my god, he's so. Horrible. You know, that's one identity we need to see. One identity we need of. to see be the master. You could say the master identity. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we need to make more space. You guys, you're gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> oh, we always do this. <laughs> we need to make a little more space um, for those kind of people. No, but like, I mean, this is like something we come back to many times in the show. Is we find we both find this book really relatable, even though neither Ooh, of us are. Relatable. That word again. Drew's gonna have a heart attack. Don't yeah. say the R word. There's something in it. There's it's something just in human. it. Of it's just there human. Is. It's, it's human. about yeah. being a person who's alive and, and the banality of that. Like uh, no, I love the banality of falling yeah, in love yeah. and the clichédness of it. I want to go back to like yeah. this whole thing is so so banal this whole thing she invites him to a party mm-hmm. he meets the uh, wait where's the party he meets the equine homeopath what <laughs> the last thing i did before i left that evening was to look at a photo album belonging to an equine homeopath with a plunging neckline <laughs> That is such an odd sentence. Isn't that a psycho sentence? Psycho. I love it, though. Like, that could be the first sentence of, like, a short story. That's actually, like, an interesting... But he doesn't even linger on it. No, because that's his style. He doesn't, like, get it. Like, he just, like... He's just just checking things off on the agenda. I mean, if it was all sentences like that, I actually would be bored. Yeah, because then it's, like, a little too precious. It's too precious. It's too flowery. An equine homeopath with a That almost sounds like hysterical realism. But also... A little bit, yeah. yeah. When his friend tells him about his father and he focuses on, like, the tear coming from, you know, his Mm. eye, to me, I was like, well, I I love that detail, you know? Yeah, he, he can find the vivid detail when he wants to. When he wants to. I love this boring ass first date. Ice hockey, watching ice hockey on TV, she said. Ice hockey, I said. And then we chatted for a quarter of an hour and decided we should meet again. <laughs> we did, but nothing happened. There was no excitement, or rather, the excitement was so great it didn't allow us to move. Oh, what? That is actually so gay. That, that, That's this, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of gay. It and also, I just couldn't we relate to that. All the things we wanted to say to each other but couldn't. So it's almost as there's too much. But that's uh, why gay men have sex, because they can't say that stuff. And it's so funny that he does That's doesn't. interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Because like having sex with someone before you actually go on a date with them is actually yeah. super easy. You don't so have to say anything. In a sense. Well, I mean, normally, at least, you know, in, in my culture, like talking is sort of a sublimation. What's your culture again? Straight. Well, actually, I don't know anymore. I'm questioning a lot of things. Quebecois culture. Quebecois, Scorpio, soft top. That's me now. We've given you a lot of identities today. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we're well, speaking I wanna, out against identities. Like, for identity. the record, I have been calling Drew Quebecois for like since the beginning of this podcast. But you, what I was trying to say is, on like a, on a you know typical first date scenario, like all the arrows is even there is sublimated into just talking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do this anyway. Yeah. Do you I'm, talk a lot on dates? I, yeah, I always, of course I you don't, do. I never shut mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Not that I really go on dates, but... Well, with your girlfriend. Yeah, with women, I, I sort of blather about and, you know, expatiate and things like this. Yeah. That's why I like the... I actually like a more reticent girl. Because so I want to be... you a, can talk more? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Mansplaining 101. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have so much hot. to explain. It's more of emotional and... and um, oh, Scorpio energy. Textured, you know, just, just thinking out loud. You know, single mother... That's very mm-hmm. sexy, actually. I didn't have a dad, so I never learned how to be reticent. Mm-hmm. Is that what teaches you to be reticent? Kind of. Father? Yeah, Is that I right? Think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because you're worried about getting your dick cut off, so you gotta shut up. Yeah, I had a very reticent father, and I was very scared of him. Yeah. I don't think that's healthy, though. So you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Interesting. I don't think th- I don't think that one of your parents should like instill fear in you, but right. you know, it's it's very I don't know biblical or godly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
equine homeopath. What does that even mean? Doesn't it mean you something with, Work horses? with horses? But like only tr- like natural medicine. You know, horses? I, I shouldn't say this, but I was actually looking a few weeks ago at videos of women um, jerking off horses. Oh wow! Because oh, horses have big dicks. I know, and I actually kind of got into it. There's there's like a movie about that called Zoo about a guy. I know. Guy. I, yes. Yeah, I know who, about who, that. Who gets fucked by horses he and died. dies because of it's it? Perforated its colon. I've seen the video. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's like a famous uh, yeah, it's a famous shop legend. site, but yeah. it's real. Oh, but it's real. Okay. Yeah, horse dick is the biggest dick on the planet. So. It's kind of astounding. I mean, I was it was more, more anthropological than horny. Yeah. Or whatever. That's what well, I mean. How did like, they, were those girls how did they find a horse? And they go to a barn. <laughs> I think they have they have an inn with a stable master. <laughs> Hot. You know. That's a good date idea. Do you want to jerk off a horse? Imagine, <laughs> imagine the smell. <laughs> like the horse is like shitting as you jerk it off. Oh. Does it have to be shitting as you jerk it off? I don't know. <laughs> There's, like are straight men into shit? Like what is it? Like this oh. guy is. Just, I think he just likes point. talking about taking. There's shit. a lot of fecal like like yeah. imagery. In well, this he gets partly his need to index every part of experience. <laughs> so you're gonna have to get to shit. Yeah, and there is a lot of shit. But there's not a lot of like, there's no details of like cum. Yeah. Oh no, he totally. What about vaginal fluids? There's none None. of that. And it's the birth sequence, which we'll get to. Big difference between gay men and straight men. Gay men love cum. Talking about cum, anything about cum. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The batter. The batter. The splatter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a fun. It's kind of an amazing. Do horses cum? Like, is it? Is is there ejaculate? There's a ton of ejaculate. There's like a wave of it. Oh, guys, my parents listen to this. This is probably oh, no. not the time to make this objection. Um, hi, mom and dad. I, I decided going into this that I'm not going to edit myself at all today. Well, you're talking to a fan. Yeah, I need to be yeah. open and honest, vulnerable. You're so vulnerable. Thank you. Polite phrases, little openings leading elsewhere. Her everyday life, she had a mother in Stockholm and a brother and all her friends. Apart from six months in Florence, she had lived in Stockholm all her life. Where had I lived? Arendal, Kristensson, Bergen, six months in Iceland, four months in Norwich. Did I have any brothers or sisters? <laughs> a brother, a half-sister. You were married, weren't you? Yes. Like, this especially so the siblings, the siblings question is like a classic banal date question. Oh, God, I hate when I hear people asking that question. So do you yeah. have any siblings? It I hate it really to have an only child. Question. I hate it. Yeah. It's just the most basic. And what does it even tell you? Inquiry. It's just your filling time. It is. It's such a time filling question mm-hmm. because that doesn't lead to anything about like your own like personality or like nothing. Suck unless you react to it in a way that is very yeah. telling. But I guess is there something to be said for these like stable questions? Like they, they allow. It's like a formal constraint, right? I guess that's one defense. Like yeah, you you judge by the. Reaction. Well, I think his whole point because is like they they have too much feeling to actually say anything of oh, substance. Oh, so that's kind of yeah. cute. I mean, that's sweet. That's very yeah. hot, actually. Yeah. But they do they both know it? Do you think she knows it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem with the more Jewish approach, like to talk endlessly. You probably do kill some of the. You may. I yeah. don't know visceral feeling. Yeah. Because everything must be vocalized. Well, he's very self-conscious on the phone with her. He doesn't even want to fill that silence that happens because he's like, I might say something foolish. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, but I think your point about gay guys just getting right to the sex is, like, that's another way of sublimating, like, all of that. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just that... And uh, after sex, you say, so do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, do you, Actually, does, that, does it happen yes. that way? <laughs> yes, it does. After sex is the most banal time. Yeah. Because you, you feel a little awkward. Obviously, you've done something with someone you don't know. You're putting your shoes on or someone offers you something and you ask the dumbest shit. Like, someone, you know, like, oh, like, I saw, like, one time I was talking about groceries afterwards. <laughs> After I've just sucked someone's dick. I was dick. talking about lunch. Lunch, you know? Yeah. 
So what did you eat for lunch yesterday? Well, we wouldn't say that. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't know. You're, I don't now, know. now you're really straight. <laughs> I know. I just What's a typical post-coital gay banal yeah. question? Banal question. Um... Usually, like, people will ask each other, like, where they hang out, where they go, like, because we all sort of go to the same bars usually. Uh, okay. And it's kind of a surprise that you haven't seen the person whose dick you're sucking, uh, in a way. Okay. yeah. Because, you know, even in my neighborhood, I already know, like, where the do you five. Live? Um, I live uptown on 75th and 1st. Oh. Yeah. There's actually a lot of gay guys there. Really? Tons. Why, we, why do you think that is? Well, like, living uptown is really cheap if you live in a studio, and I live in a studio. Yeah. And it's, like, cheaper than living in Brooklyn, actually. And Wait, should I move uptown? It's, it's like, a family neighborhood, though. The There's a lot of hot dads. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many hot dads. But, like, a lot of gay dudes. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I know them already. There's, like, five that are very active on Grindr, and they're, like, you know, not interesting to me, but... Yeah. Is there a little fun. community? I don't have a photo on there. I think you should get on Grinder without a photo. You don't have a really? photo? I don't. That's I just crazy. have I just do have a black box. Do people know your work? Do you encounter people like fans? It's not that. People do know my work, but it's not that to me. I just don't want if someone does know my work in any way, and you know, like I don't want my the things I say trying to have sex to somehow be Wait, you know, so how do you get a guy to come over if he doesn't know what you look like well so when you have like no photo if you message someone you send a photo uh, you can okay. also send an expiring photo which yeah. means that someone oh. looks at it for 10 seconds yeah. and then it goes away wow this is like a highly developed code yeah. here yeah and so you know is it like dick pic or is it just oh well we the dick pic has to happen very fast otherwise i'm not interested <laughs> oh really yeah so you need to see what would it be dick pic before face pic uh sometimes some guys do that and i think that's actually kind of hot but if you want to have like a semi-normal yeah thing a semi-hard on i mean like a good dick goes a long way Mm -hmm. sometimes you need a good dick more than a good face yeah depends you know if you have both like you're really winning right that's a jackpot yeah but i heard that straight women don't like dick pics yeah i don't i don't care for them why because it tells you nothing why it's just like a it's just an organ like it's just a it's not erotic to me it's just very anatomical yeah but how can like food be erotic to you and not like a dick pic because i can taste it well you can taste the dick but i not if i'm looking at a picture of it (laughs) wait i once talked to someone i just remembered this i talked to someone who convinced me that women soliciting dick pics was actually blackmail like it was actually It was actually like, no, but it was like a measure of trust in the relationship. Oh, I see that. Yeah, it's like being like, give me this thing I could blackmail you with. That's I dark. just remembered that. That's so dark. Who was well, it who was telling me that? There's plenty else a woman could blackmail me with, so that's the least of my concern. Who else was, who was telling me that? But they like totally convinced that's me. That's really dark. Yeah. I don't like thinking about that. I hate that too. That's why I have a black box, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Facts aren't that different from women. Who knows what they'll do? Who knows? Especially because you're a public lunch poet not even public but it's just like you know if you if you know my work it's like i don't want to i don't want people to know what i like sexually no i don't right. want you know what i you mean you just go on the pod i want some it. sort of freedom exactly but i'm performing a little bit so well, we all are yeah this is a role by the way i want <laughs> yeah, everyone Drew's, to know Drew's a blushing flower no you're like, actually gay <laughs> that i'm in a persona right now and actually it's it's changing it's like kind of ever shifting you're transforming yeah i'm transitioning yeah oh god don't say that you're gonna get really canceled for that (laughs) i'm transitioning into a gay talk into a quebecois man (laughs) 
Hey, if you can choose, if you can, if there's a marketplace of available identities. Why can't I choose that can, one? Can can you just declare? Can one declare oneself to be? Well, K-Bet isn't Bob? that being a writer just transforming yeah. into whatever you want? Exactly, that's the yeah. freedom. That's the freedom. Like I would write a K-Bakwan novel because now it's all autofiction. Yeah. You should write, and the, the protagonist should be a gay man. I actually, I have this. I've been thinking lately. I want to write a novel where the protagonist is like a Chinese American man. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed. I feel like by the time that comes out in like 10 years, it will probably be allowed, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking long term. I mean, Hemingway scrapped that novel where he, you know, you know how he like wanted to, how he took personas with all of his wives where he like had a girl name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this in Garden of Eden. You know that yeah, book? Yeah, yes. But there's another novel I think where he, that he scrapped where right. he was sort of all, he was from the point of view of his That's, like girl name. Oh, fascinating. It's so fascinating. Yeah, well, there's a scene in Garden of Eden where his there's like a there's like a it's basically like um you know a trinity a trio they're like kind of in a triad relationship, and one of the girls like they call her Peter, and it's clear I think that it's not detailed what's really happening, but I think she's like sticking a finger in his in his asshole. I really love that. He, yeah, and it's like a, it's kind of an intense moment in the book and rare in the Hemingway corpus, but you see him playing with this. He definitely played around well. with gender. Well, well, with his wives. Right. Yeah, so there's like a safety net there where, you know. I think that's cool, though. It's super cool. So he had a girl name with his wives? Would his wives have well, a boy I name? I didn't know he had a girl name. I, in the, in he this, had a girl name. I didn't yeah. know he had a girl name, but in this book, like, they call one of the female lovers, like, Peter, and they constructed, like, a little boy identity. He was interested, I think, in kind of, like, sub-dom stuff, and you mm-hmm. can see it in his work, but, like, there was that, and, you know, his son was trans. Oh, no way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Huh. He had a trans son. And I think that he, like, really didn't like that, um, which is sad. But um, he, he himself was, I think, kind of probably exploring those things in shame. I don't yeah. know. Shame is a big thing. Definitely for him. I think shame is a bigger thing for men. I don't really feel a lot of it. But that's, like, my N equals one, like, report. Oh, my God. I so much shame. It's insane. I think that's where I pull from. I mean, Carl Uva is big on the shame. He is. Really big on it. I think it's like one of the most productive emotions for writing. I don't know why, because it never goes away. You can't deplete it. God, mm-hmm. am I Jewish? Do I sound Jewish right now? <laughs> uh, Greek, like, no. just Greek. Greek, just yeah. Greek. That's my new identity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trans Greek. That's um, why I love Alec. He has a lot of shame, like as a Jewish He has person. so much shame. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, makes him so lovable. So lovable. I think I'm rather shameless. That's why I said all guilt, no shame. But you just said that you were into shame. Yeah, earlier. well, I'm interested in it. I'm going to try it out. That's another new. <laughs> What's new. the difference between guilt and shame? I think mm. shame is about is like what other other idea. Like it's more externalized. I think. I mean, that's my understanding of it. But uh, whereas guilt is more internal. But that that's probably a false binary. It's probably not. Yeah, a that's very a big question. One. I have I, I couldn't really articulate that. Bea yeah, Carl Uva, earlier in this book, there's a whole passage where he talks about how he doesn't want to be a regular at a coffee shop because, like, if he becomes a regular, it will fill him with shame. Like, he gets ashamed about the most. I so get the that. Small, wait, you get that? Can you yes, explain it? I so get that. Yeah. It's about being known. I feel See, okay. it's external, though. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like if you're a regular, I don't want to be a regular either anywhere. I feel like if you're a regular somewhere, Interesting. There's a way that you're known that if you deviate or that if you even uphold it, it's kind of disappointing oh, in some way. Oh, because yeah, then you have the capacity to. Okay. It's like being yeah. known opens the door for shame, I think, which yeah. is kind of weird. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I get that feeling so hard. No, I totally so get hard. that. Well, there's yeah. a role you have to play, and then you fail. 
that's when the shame kicks in yeah yes think, yeah or even if you disappoint someone they right. assume something about you because they've known a little bit of you and you're like no i'm not that and it's like oh but then why would you care because you're just a regular coffee shop but you do you have such a sensitivity to it i get it yeah i, I like being a regular like i'm friends with my you just like attention I have, yeah <laughs> like i have a conspiratorial somewhat anti-semitic barista friend <laughs> At the La Colombe that I go to. Do you really? And he always tells me, he's like, he's like, did he get canceled yet? But he says, don't. He says, you know, this quote's often attributed to Goethe, though it wasn't him who said it, but like, I would die for your right to free speech. I would die for that, man. Oh my God. Wait, what? He's anti Semitic? I've heard him saying some things that are like on the border. That's not cool. Well, I don't know if it's anti Semitism. It's more like just goofy conspiracy Mm -hmm. type shit, which I like. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people like that I deal with too, like bartenders or whatever. They're slightly homophobic, and I'm like laughing my ass off, like yeah. literally, like that's so funny. And they're always like looking at me, like you're such a fag. What are you doing? You know. <laughs> but he always checks in on me to see if I've been canceled yet. Okay. Why Maybe would he, you be canceled? I, I just can't get into it right now, but um, because of this podcast. Yeah, basically. maybe this podcast. You would have been canceled already. Yeah, I think I survived. Also, I'm not. There's not enough value in canceling me. I'm just a dinky yeah. little podcast. What's the value in canceling anyone? Anybody who cancels anyone is a miserable person. Right. Yeah, I think we all. But this person keeps telling me the moment's over. As you said, even as we were talking the about the moment's it. over. And if they try to watch, I say the moment's over, and now I'm going to get canceled after this. <laughs> I, I, if, if I get canceled for this podcast, I just want anyone to know that you're a miserable person and just like absolutely. Write, and do, I back that up. Yeah. To that hypothetical person. Yeah. Like do something. Go swim. You know. Yeah. Like go go get laid. People that cancel people don't get laid. Oh, that's absolutely. Everyone right. here is getting laid, but yeah. those people definitely don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're not getting laid that much, though. It seems. Yeah. Step it up. I mean, I mean, for straight people, for straight people, I am. Do get, it for gay right. I wanted to fuck this banker that like really wanted to date me, and I thought yeah. that it wasn't really unsexy. Oh, was that the one you met on Raya? Yeah, and he took me on. Like when a guy takes you like to two bars, he definitely wants to hit it, but then he didn't. Hmm. Weird. It was a Monday night, though. Yeah, oh, that's not a good night for fucking. Well, and bankers get up at like six a.m. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I was like, I don't even know what you do. Money. That's all I hear. Yeah. You know, he was really hot though. He was hotter than me, which made me upset. Yeah. But then that made me really want to fuck him. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. And he kept on asking me about like poetry stuff, and I was like, I'm so bored. <laughs> Like, Dude, I hate talking about my work. I hate it. Like, can you just show me your dick? Anything yeah. would be better. Like, anything would be better. Let's talk oh, about, yeah. like, you know, movies. And he yeah. just was like, it's so cool you're a poet. And I was like, this has to end. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, very not sexy to talk about one's work. Not sexy. It's not, because you know why? It reminds you of, like, all your failures and, like, the pain you feel in making your work. Completely. And yeah. also, again, it's it's shame. Yeah, it's being that is seen. shame. That actually is shame. I don't want to be seen. Yeah, well, the second someone asks you that question, you're seen. Like, there's like the there's the uh, the floodlight on you. And, and because everyone failures. actually thinks they know so much about me, since I'm so like um, I don't know, present, like yeah. whatever. Like, don't talk to me about the diaries. Like, people have come up yeah. to me and be like, oh, so I said, like, just stop. I'm ashamed. Please yeah. go away. <laughs> stop. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Knausgaard is famously bad about talking about his work. Yeah. What does he do in public? Do you think? Um, he's just quite awkward. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. Uh, you write like 900 pages and then you're like, oh. It's, yeah. it's what amazing. Is there to say? I mean, he famously, wasn't there that cool. story about how he, like Jeffrey Eugenides invited him to lunch and Carl Uva was like the most awkward. <laughs> just like he left the lunch because he got so nervous and like That's ashamed so or something. Yeah. Why are they always going to lunch? 
Writers do be lunch. Writers do love lunch. Yeah. I really, honestly, I, I hate to say that I love lunch. Worst lo- meal of the day. I'm a lunch guy. I no, you know who really loves it? Lunch is agents. Agents yeah. love lunch. That's the ultimate agent meal. Yeah. I never eat when I'm on, at home on, in, in those engagements. I never eat. Yeah. I'm too nervous. Oh, I will eat because I want a free lunch. Right. Totally. <laughs> That's my Jewish lunch side. Lunch is basically like, my yeah. only meal now. What? Because like, I get school. No, I'm, I'm joking. But I mean, school lunch. I you know I work at a school. Yeah. Which we won't get into. But um, there's endless cafeteria. It's quite good food, and I just like pound a lot of fucking food there, and it's it's a pleasure. But again, I take pleasure. I love that addiction. I just pound a bunch of fucking food there. <laughs> We're back into straight territory. Now. I love it. Now you're getting straighter. This is getting yeah. better. <laughs> I can be eloquent when I yeah. want to, when I want to be gay. <laughs> Or, or you Jewish. have both sides to you. That's exactly right. Yeah. I have different roles, verbal roles I can play. Maybe you have yeah. a girl name too. No, which one? Maybe you have a girl. A name. girl name? What would your name be if well, you were a girl? My mother told me that if I were a girl, she was gonna name me. Uh, it Ariel. Ari- oh my oh, god. Oh, that's such a Jewish name. I think that was it. That's they, a nice name. A, so because my real name like is spelled A R I E L. Yeah, that's such a Jewish name. Yeah. I think that I didn't was, know that. Uh, oh yeah, I, I just think of the either. Little Mermaid. There were so many Ariels in my Hebrew really? school class. Yeah, the Little Mermaid. No, oh, Little oh. Mermaids. Let it you. The Little Mermaid. Well, she was Jewish. Yeah, she was Jewish. She was Jewish. So, yeah. And queer. And queer. Queer coded. I mean, you have like a what do you call it? A um, tail, whatever. You're queer. Like obviously. that is pretty. Is that queer? Yeah. Yeah. It's just non-normative, you know. Oh, how do you fuck a mermaid? Well, my friend Melissa Broder actually wrote a book about that, and she's Jewish. Okay. Let's bring in all the all, all the beautiful Jewish but people I know. Where do you put the? His it was a merman, and oh. the dick the dick was above the tail. Oh, weird. Weird, I know, but hot. Mermaids are definitely hot. So hot. There's that great novel about the guy that finds a mermaid in the sea. It's called the, like, little the Professor mermaid? and the Mermaid. <laughs> It's an, it's, an, it's an Italian book. Is that the old man in the sea? <laughs> That's Hemingway's, uh, the girl inside Hemingway is a queer mermaid. Yeah. Hemingway is so queer. It's so, I'm so resentful that like straight and gay people have sort of like slagged him off the last 10 years. Yeah. We should do an episode on Hemingway. He's so brilliant. I think I'm going to get, I'm getting back into Salinger. The Chinese I'm love Hemingway. Hemingway. Of course. They love Hemingway. He's so American. Yeah. They just love everything American, so it's yeah. like, and and the whole world does really. Hemingway, that's his name in Chinese. <laughs> well, oh, you know that from living in China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like Chinese people be like, oh, do you like Hemingway? And I would be like, mm, he's like, not my fave. Not your but, fave. As yeah. a straight woman, not your fave. Not my. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say in Chinese. I'd be like, as a straight woman, <laughs> not my fave. It's too bad that he's been slandered. I think I'm gonna get back into. It's because he's too good. They're right. just so mad. The sentences are so good, and same same thing with um, Nabokov. Yeah. You know. Oh well, Nabokov, that dude makes me so mad with how good he is. Yeah, like, it yeah, makes it's really like, sick. Impossible. It's sick. It's, it's fucked up. It's like, sick. He this was like talk about like having. What work. were you talking about before? Of like the poem is just like something that's manifesting itself through you. Like that dude was getting communications Absolutely. from like on high or something. Tub, apparently. There you go. It was the it was the the water. And it was so difficult. Transmitted in life. it. But he had a great wife. Mrs. Yes. Nabokov, what a mensch. She oh was she was basically the look, his Leonard Wolf. Exactly. You know? yeah. She just did yeah. whatever he wanted. That's Every what you great need. writer needs a yeah. Leonard Wolf or like Nabokov's wife. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I think she she must have just been very ambitious. Yeah, yeah because he did cheat on her. And I of think course. she just well, didn't care. That's part of the yeah. deal. Yeah. 
You but know, he was very exorious in some ways. But maybe it, just I would say with someone if they're a genius. Exactly. I don't know if I would. Mm. I don't know you wouldn't would. stick it out with Nabokov? No, I don't think I would marry a genius I'd in the stay first with place. Nabokov. Actually, I take it back. I wouldn't either. Yeah, that's a that's a bad road to go down. Marrying a genius. Yeah, it's just too much work. So much work. It's and a lot of like babysitting. They're, they're yeah, it's babysitting. Yeah. They're not nice people. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love a babysitter for myself not that i'm a genius i want a babysitter too i want someone to teach me how to cook actually no I, you know i'm from. a pretty good cook do you oh, want to teach me i, I see the beginning of a youtube channel oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it would be so popular too because yeah. you'd have the fags and like the neo fags well like your your whole thing you know <laughs> that's, that's my new idea girlfriend could, like tape it or something she could be in it she she's a great cook herself. Yeah. Very very um. Fine so do you guys cook a lot? We cook together all the time. Does she ever cook her food of her own people? No, we cook like we like. What's like, her own people? She's Zoroastrians. Oh wow. She's Zoroastrian. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> she worships at a ziggurat. No, we um we like like mid-century kind of like cheesy yeah. like American things. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like even like shit from a can. Like we use like spam. Spam is delicious. It gets the Chinese really love it too. Sweet yeah. and caramelized. No, I know you. And my Filipino friends love it. Yeah, oh, spam. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of Filipino friends? I do, and actually, one of them is Filipino, Filipino Bulgarian, which is like what? you know, yeah. So, so we relate a lot. But, yeah. Um, obviously, the Bulgarian side, but yeah, I didn't know that spam was so popular with Filipinos. Well, I've never it's had it. Ameri- from American uh, colonial like presence. Philippines are a very gay country. Is that not true? All countries are very gay. <laughs> um, Brazilians are just, I think, I mean, I just want to have sex with a Brazilian. That's why I keep talking about them. Has anyone had sex with a Brazilian? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I probably I have Brazilian relatives somewhere. Do you I'm Portuguese. Do you so. speak Portuguese? No. I wish I did. Imagine Lauren speaking Portuguese. Portuguese would be so difficult. I to could learn. learn it. It's not that hard. It's kind of an. It's kind of one of the uglier romance things. That's no, not I true. love the sound of it. I really? love the sound of Portuguese. Italian's well, the hottest. No, I meant Portugal Portuguese is not as attractive as Brazilian As Brazilian, Portuguese. that could Maybe be true, yeah. What did you say about what? I feel like Italian's the hottest romance language. Uh, what do you well, I mean, I mean, I'm a, kind of a Francophile, so I'd have oh to go God, to Oh my God, that's so cliche. I know, it is. Yeah. It's um, regrettable, but... I'm going to see an Italian film at Metrograph this weekend, Wait. so I'll let you guys know what Which I think one? after oh. that. Teorama. Who's that? That's not Antonioni, is it? It's oh, what that guy. I like Antonioni quite a bit. Me too. Yeah. So sexy because it's like it's like um, Carl Ove. It's like I'm saying his name wrong the whole podcast, but it's right. it's interior and no one says what they mean, but everyone's just feeling so much. That's true. Yeah, his films are actually all these silent. So, super silent. Way. Yeah. I mean, Bergman is another example of a well, he's silent our, He's my guy. Monica Vitti is really hot. Do you know? Do you yeah, know? Antonio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's kind of masculine. I think that's is. why I think she's hot. Pasolini. I mean, I like that androgynous Pasolini's thing. great. Pasolini is oh. Teodrama. Yeah. You like androgyny that's more... You like androgyny where, like, Oh, what do you think about masculine? this guy? Yeah, he well, plays the sexy devil in this. He seduces all the members of the family. I'd do it. You'd do it? Yeah. yeah, I, think yeah. I feel like I would be scared to do it, but I'd do it. Yeah. Well, he's the devil he's in this, I think. That's yeah. a spoiler alert. In this film. Oh... 
I wanna I wanna visit Italy. Back when I was in my twenties, I had no interest in Western Europe. But now that I've turned thirty, I think I'm ready to. Another mature thing to think. It's a really mature thing to I think. All of it was. I, I see no yeah. other use for the rest of the world. I only want to go to Western Europe. Me and me and Alec and Donnie might go to Sicily <laughs> next summer. Oh, I was gonna go to. So I'm trying you to. You should come with. Come with. I'm going, I'm trying to go to Romania. Romania. Oh my God, Eastern Europe. Hello. Yeah. Are you sure you like spring it break, there? I'm going there. No, because well, you're not really into where, exotic places. You know the poet Ovid. Of course. He was exi- <laughs> Have you heard of Ovid? <laughs> Have you heard of Ovid? <laughs> he was exiled for reasons that you were really made clear. You really only sucks after this, after you said that. Like, I can't, can't even believe you asked. Well, look, I translated him in Latin class. Anyway, he was exiled to a place called Tomis. Okay. Which is on the edge of the Black Sea in Romania. And my, bar- my anti-Semitic barista, when he was communing with me about my cancellation, <laughs> said, well, you know, you know what happened to Ovid, right? Oh my he God. was sent to Tomis, the Black Sea, and then I immediately Wikipedia it, and I thought, I'm going here on spring break. After you get canceled? Well. Is there erotic energy between you and your anti-Semitic barista? He's a weird-looking dude. He's, like, totally bald and has no eyebrows, I think, but wears huge glasses and a flat-brim cap. Yeah, I don't know. About I think there's something going on with his skin. He's perhaps. clearly obsessed with you. Yeah, I know. And he, he's gotten the, all the other employees into my story. He says, he's a writer. They're trying to cancel him. <laughs> <laughs> the other employees like just kind of smile. And they don't give a shit. They probably all hate him. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I bet they hate him so much. But you should go somewhere. Well, Latin America. You can't swear off Latin America. I mean, Argentina. Buenos Aires, cool. amazing. Yeah. I loved going there, yeah. I visited a poet there for three days. And then when I came back, they thought I was like bringing in drugs because I had only brought in like one little bag with me. And they were mm-hmm. like, you went to Latin America for three days? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, don't gay guys travel a lot? Is that a thing? Tons. Gay? Yeah. Yeah. You travel a lot. I do. No, this but summer. you're always traveling. I am, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I think that's um, cool. remember that guy Sejan from college? This yeah. is super throwback. That's a hot name. But he was like, Literally, like I don't know, he yeah. must have gone into a ton of debt, They're but he was traveling. Like, like, oh, I go into tons of debt. For yeah, him. yeah, like yeah. Gypsy. Gay guys love going to debt to travel all the time because we can also have boy. sex like anywhere. It's exactly, part that's part of it. Aero, yeah. Aero, yeah. A huge part of it. Yeah, aeroplane culture. Aero, yes, queer the queer, aeroplane. the queer plane. Do you guys know? I love. Okay, I haven't had sex in the airplane, but I've had sex in an airport bathroom. I love okay. airports. Oh, love them. How do you? You had sex in an airport bathroom with a stranger, like someone you met. Total stranger. July fourth, two thousand twelve. Love that. Mm-hmm. I was flying was back to Miami. Was this a cruising situation? Or yeah, was well, it... I was on Grindr. I was flying back to okay. Miami, and I was at the gate. In the one airport? Guy, oh, shit. That's yeah, really one guy was like 13 feet away in the bathroom, and he was like, I'm like, I'm boarding in 20 minutes. This needs to happen now. <laughs> and then it did, and it was great. That's I awesome. still remember And then it. you got some, like, Panda Express. You went to the Hudson News. <laughs> yeah, then I ate, like, chips. You yeah. know? It was, like, really anticlimactic, but great. Like, you know? And then I actually, I was traveling with my best lesbian friend. Oh, yeah. And she was like, I didn't tell her because it was so embarrassing. Then yeah. I came back and she was like, did you get anything? You don't have anything. I'm like, no, no, no. I just suck dick. She's like, oh, wow. It's been seven minutes. I'm like, yeah, it's fast. Oh, you yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like straight people should explore this. Why is it limited to us? You guys should... No, I would not like that. You would not. I know you wouldn't like I that. I really would Women not like hate that. This. Yeah. Women hate that. Yeah. Like it's, it's too gross. It's no. It's yeah. It's gross. I don't want to have sex with a random person. I totally. Get yeah. That. I mean, I like um, filth. Yeah. Filth is my wheelhouse. Filth is linked to shame. I'd say. I mean, I, I need to get more comfortable with shame. Probably the, if I if I'm adamant about not experiencing shame, that probably means that I do right. We all experience shame. Yeah, of course. You should watch more John Waters movies. Really? Oh. That's the king of like not feeling ashamed. Yeah. I, Female Trouble, Pink Flamingos, Polyester. 
I should become. Didn't you write a book? Did you read his novel? He wrote a novel. Yes, I shit? love him. He's my favorite. Really? He's also very anti-cancel culture. I mean, he would be canceled now if he was beginning his career. Yeah, that's, he's kind of become like a kind of... That's a shtick now. Yeah. To be anti-cancellation. He's also really cool because he hangs out with a lot of gay people that aren't famous or like are whatever. And he's just like a cool queer dude. Right. And he still lives in Baltimore, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for him for never like doing the New Yorker LA thing. No. He like loves yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, he's a Baltimore guy. It's the best. Yeah. Baltimore. I might live in Baltimore one day. Who knows? You, you do know, well I'm, I'm a Maryland girl. You are? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You should. Not? You should do it like I next could year. Buy a house there, probably. We could all buy a house if we didn't live in this shitty city. Exactly. Why are dreadful. we doing this? Yeah, why? Because I don't know. Do you think it'd be as interesting anywhere else? Well, I, the problem is like one wants to be surrounded by one's friends, right? Right. So. Do we grow out of that after the thirties? I think it depends on if you have kids or not. I think that's totally right. Yeah. I won't have kids, but you guys probably will, and you'll be like, fuck this place. Like, here's the thing is, like, parents, once you have kids, you never see your friends. You see them, like, once a month. That's kind of terrifying. It's, it's really terrifying. sad. Yeah. What happens to your inner life? You don't have one. You're literally just, like, thinking about... You're just masturbating. Po- possibly. I mean, yeah. It would be cool to just be, like, a dad who jerks off. But that's like all dads. What do you mean? <laughs> that's, like, the main demographic no, of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dads Famously, so you guys are gonna lose followers after this. After this one, oh no, well, they'll we've love been this away one. for a while, so in a, yeah. in a, it's kind of a happy return, return, and people won't. They'll be more accepting because they've missed us. A gay return, yeah, this very is a gay, gay return. return. Happy and gay, etc. How long are these usually? <laughs> um, we can they can go on forever. And do but... you guys edit? We, no, we really. do, but lately I feel like we've like sort of fallen by the wayside. Right. But it's a part of the kind of like endless cataloging, right? Yeah. Like if you edit it, it's, it's not also, true to yeah, the spirit. It's too much of a pain in the ass to edit. Like also, like I barely, like I, Drew told me two months ago he was going to take over. He hasn't done shit. Drew, so, what like, are you doing? No, You're I, just fucking too much. You're distracted. That's right. It's That's what I'm saying. Is you got to retain... I feel this like you need fluid. to put in some work. I'm just kidding. No, you're right. A lot of people should. have been saying this. There's yeah. a chorus. There's always a chorus of people telling me to work more. I know. People love telling straight men what to do. It sucks. It's like 2022 and it's everyone's like, like, do this, do that. I just want to read books and smoke cigarettes and fuck. Let me do what I want. That's literally the best back. life. Yeah. Just live that life. <laughs> I'm trying. But basically. then Lauren should live it too. Then no one will do the podcast. That's a thing. Well, but, this is why gender roles exist. And if the podcast disappeared, do you know what would happen? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> exactly. If I stopped writing poetry tomorrow, do you know what would happen? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. I mean, it feels good to get back behind them. No, like, people would be like, devastated if you stopped writing I poetry. Like this, um, oh my god, so many people. You know, he's like a big deal. I like actually didn't realize how much of a big deal. Is he, he is. actually? Yeah, like all these you people. You guys stop. <laughs> Is he taken seriously? Keep saying this yes, so I can find is. a straight guy. No, oh, that's actually a very yeah. good question. Am I taken seriously by the poetry world? No. Wait, are you're you not? not? But you get published in like the New Yorker. I have a poem coming on the New Yorker scene. There you go. So then you that's are, being taken seriously. But that's because I love Kevin Young there, and you know, like it's it's all about like who who's right. there at the time. But 
and he, and he's amazing. I don't know. I know. I think the poetry world doesn't get me because I actually have style and a personality. Interesting. Yeah, and and that's now we're in an anti-style, anti-personality right. moment. Yeah. And so they're just like they're sort of looking. I think I'm gonna get stuff later on, but they're sort of looking at me like now, like what is it? Yeah. And also, can you shut up? And you know, I have a hard time shutting up, as you can tell. See, poetry is something I know so little about. I couldn't even tell you what the mainstream because in poetry is. Because it's so is. boring, right? I don't like who's the m- biggest poet right now. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. I, I don't even want to say anybody's name, but I just feel like I get why people don't read contemporary poetry. Yeah. Like, I couldn't name a poet besides you. <laughs> Who's working today? You, ju- you just found out about me, like, from Alec. Yeah, I and it. I probably only found out about you <laughs> a few months ago. She just found out ago. about poetry. She didn't actually I know didn't even know about the form. Can you blame her? Yeah. I didn't even know about the form. Shakespeare? I didn't. What? <laughs> I like, Lunch? Hold on. L- lunch poems? <laughs> You're not writing poems? a series of narratively connected sentences yeah well i'm trying to write a novel it's been like five years we yeah. all are right that's like so are. hard yeah. shout out I to our I'm, novel I'm not shout out to, to short shame. stories no shout out to shame in the novel oh so much shame around my novel wait short stories what are those i don't it's a form i'm experimenting with that just sounds like a so poem so you're saying it's like a novel but shorter? it is like a poem <laughs> Interesting. actually yes, i recently wrote something that odav said this is a poem drew this is not a story it's a poem <laughs> so maybe I'm a poet. I think that's kind of hot. Can I see it? You can see it. With yeah, the dick pic. Dick pic first, poem second. I don't care about your writing that much. I know, yeah. Well, you can, maybe I can like superimpose my writing upon my dick. <laughs> upon the dick. Like watermark your wow, dick Wow, that's pic. not didactic at all. I love that. <laughs> Bring it back. But it's basically what all my writing is. That's so basically like... Solves the problem. Uh, What's the opposite of feminist art? Um, male ma- masculinist? Masculinist I art? I mean, yeah. patriarchal. Start the movement. Well, there's a no, tradition. No, that may just be I, I'm, I'm going, I'm, if you think about it. I'm going back and finding this tradition, and now I'm giving voice to it. I'm yeah. creating it anew. Um, I actually just realized I do have to, we may have to wrap up, because I have a engagement at, at what? six. What are you doing? It's it's highly secretive. I can't tell is you more about it. Is that a date? It is not, but it's, it is it is a highly secretive and elite I love ending on a highly secretive note. Yeah, so like I literally, I can, I don't know if I can really say more about it. I mean, don't worry about it. It's just like a super elite, um, <laughs> super elite, super, super high class you, Are you part of the Democratic Party elite? Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. meeting with David Shore. Oh my God. Well, I hope that nothing bad happens to you then. I know. If you guys find my body in the East River. Now I'm kind of intrigued and frightened and we we don't have anything going on that's elite right now do no, we? I don't. is there any I elite don't. thing happening tonight aside sure from my elite it. function we only like elite things yeah, yeah. well clearly for you um it's i'm just a- gonna get drunk that's the elite yeah. thing i'm doing for the rest of the night that sounds you know? like a good plan i haven't gotten drunk in two days so i just feel wow, like reformed you. reformed you You're know i can feel really good to not drink um any closing thoughts friends i think it's just swell that we're back it feels good. You guys are back. Drew's embracing the gay, homosocial, <laughs> Scorpio identity. Soft top. Soft top. Soft top cable. He figured out a lot. You're clearly a power top, Lauren. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. We've learned a lot today. I love being here, by the way. This is so, fun, yeah, right? Yeah, so fun. great. So fun. Maybe you should, you should be come a third to. Night. I'm going to have a holiday party. Oh, I would really? love to come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a holiday party gonna be here. here. Of course. Of he's, course. He's my straight boyfriend now. So. Like, I just, I know. You guys have a really cute relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's also my. Um, platonic boyfriend platonic like how, boyfriend. how would i say that the yeah. highest eq ever it's the highest eq of anyone of mm. all time what do you well mean i don't know about drew i don't want to make him jealous what's eq emotional um what's emotional <laughs> it's like as opposed to iq right? yeah oh like yeah intelligence emotional right? intelligence versus yeah. you know the brain or whatever 
No, yeah. I'm not very high on that. I feel like you're no, a Scorpio. Your you must not be. Bad. I, your EQ's not bad. I'm just deprecating yeah. myself. But I want to have like a holiday party where like the main thing is like to have all the coats on like the bed in oh, my room. Oh, that's a classic. Like that's such a classic. It's such a classic. Like that's like a... And no one can fuck that's there because the want. coats are there. That's yeah. There's also uh, that no one can fuck. No one can fuck. Try. I've, You've tried to fuck on people's it's coats. It's kind of fun to fuck that's, on people's That's not coats. really. I think that's what not if polite. someone just started fucking right there on the couch right there? I mean, then I would say maybe then that would become a bathhouse. Take it into my roommate's <laughs> room. <laughs> no, just kidding. I can I bring a gay person to your party? Of course. They would, yeah. they would be hot, obviously. Of course. A gay? A gay. Okay. Yeah. A gay. No, no sorry. Ho- Does that offend welcome. you? No, I'm accepting okay. all identities. I'll, I'll bring a Jewish guy. Okay. That's the only it's ones weird, I know. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't really hang out with a lot of gay guys. I don't really. I, I, yeah. I Neither do we see. Gay yeah. Friends. Like at that party last night. I'm were there rare any gay for guys? you guys. Yeah. yeah. Where are the gays? Maybe they're less fun now. Yeah. I think they are. I think straight people have gotten much actually, more fun. Actually, a gay guy came Thank up to me so last night and asked to fuck me. He, he just did came he up to me at the bar and he said, he's like, oh, Drew, um, do you want to do you want to fuck right now? And I'm telling you, we're very free. I actually Who was him. this? I actually believe him. This dude I met in Rhode Island. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, was it David? I kind of just smiled and said, like, maybe not now. <gasps> I, I, was sort of, I was a bash. I love that. <laughs> I didn't know what to maybe say. Maybe not now was a great answer. Never never close the door. I, right. And also you're getting attention. So yeah. How can you say that's that? The thing. I didn't want to reject the attention, so I felt charmed. Yeah. I can totally see why gay men love you. He just Soft swooped up, up into my space <laughs> when I was at this bar. Um, did you feel uncomfortable? I did, but maybe in a way that was productive, you yeah. know? It was growing. You really just wanted to end on this note, end the pod on the note that you were so desired by gay men. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, for- I don't know how I forgot to mention this earlier. I want to do an episode on Line of Beauty. I'm like obsessed should. with that book. Yeah. And have like a really straight guy talk about it. Well, oh. Alec, like, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Alec would be really good beauty. on Line of Beauty. I wonder what he would say about it. <laughs> You, oh, come okay. on, come on, come on. Me too, actually. Maybe you guys can get up to that. So you're going to an elite event. We're doing low grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the end. Bye. Bye. They say the French are naughty. They say the French are bad. They all declare that over there the French are going mad. They have a reputation of being very gay. I just got back from Paris, and I just want to say when they go parley v and parley vous, this for me, that for you, 50 million Frenchmen can't be wrong. <laughs>